Yeah. This is how we started, baby. Let's go now. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's what's up. Always bringing you the hotness over here. Here we go. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, 33 Podcast Live back in action, ready to rock and roll threefold with the young and the old, told with opinions big and bold. Welcome back to another live edition of the 33 Podcast. We are proudly presented by the Sports Column and brought to you by 33podcast.com. Get on over to the website. March Madness Bracket is out. Articles, ads, podcasts, the whole deal, everything you want. Getting ready for a fun-filled show with the people you know. Ladies first, a woman with a thirst for knowledge and a burst of passion. Miss Tricky Nikki Gis, what's up? What's up? What's up? Another wonderful Wednesday with some of my yeah. favorite people. I swear, you guys are the only thing getting me through friggin' Wednesday. <laughs> well, we're happy to do it, Nick. We're happy to do it. And thank God you're here as always. And of course, the man who needs no introduction whatsoever because of his production without deduction, the man, the myth, the legend, the real deal, Damian Adams. What's up, man? Again, I always appreciate the intros, man. You always come with the energy. You make me sound a lot better than I actually am. So I <laughs> don't, think, don't say you're short, self short, bro. You're all that handsome, baby. All that and then some tall, dark, and handsome. Do I have to rap right now? No, I'll chill. I'll chill. <laughs> got a special guest in the house today. Teron Davenport is with us live from Indianapolis for the NFL Scouting Combine. Teron is an ESPN NFL Nation reporter covering the Tennessee Titans and a lot more. You can hear him also on ESPN Radio. He's a member of the Pro Football Writers Association. All around great guy. He'll I go back with like 10 years now, man. I can't believe it. Bro, I'm loving the work you're doing. I'm so damn proud of you. And, man, welcome to the 33 Podcast, bro. It is our pleasure. Yeah, no, it's my pleasure, man, to come on with, with you folks. I appreciate you having me. Ah, man, yeah, like I said, man, the pleasure is all ours. And it's been a minute since we talked, bro, but I'm glad we can get into it right now. No doubt, no doubt. Go well, way back, you know, with the uh, <laughs> the the con. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, funny segment where you – you will bring That's that right. in there. So we have fun with it. That's what we did. Uh, we had a great time back in the day before podcasting was podcasting. We were rolling, right. man. We were doing our thing, bro. It was great. That's Me, it. LA, you were coming on. Antoine Staley coming on. It was it was awesome, man. So much yeah. fun. So much fun. But let's get into more fun, man. NFL, you're at the scouting combine. We got some questions, man. We're ready to kick it off, D. Let's do it. Yeah. So Teron, thank you again for coming on, man. Uh, how many years you've been covering the combine now? So the combine, wow, wow. man, it, it goes back. I would probably say 2014 or 15 was the, the first year actually being here on site covering the combine. It's, it's it's been a lot of fun, man. I, I love the city of Indianapolis. The way the setup is, like everything is right here, so it's it's beautiful. Oh man, that's dope, man. And so I have a two part question to follow up. With. So what's the best part and the worst part of covering NFL Combine? I think the best part for me, like I like to kind of get to know the prospects. And it's it's always cool when you see a personality match what you're, you're watching on film. You know, so that's really the best part, just getting to just see just some of the why behind what these guys do. And just getting to understand, like I said, some of the things that make them tick. And, and just talking about technique and things like that, you know, with the receivers, I always love to talk about 
you, you know, the routes and how they, they stem and, and set cornerbacks up. But the quarterbacks, you know, we like to talk about them coming through a money downs, like third down, red zone, that type of situation. And, of course, like with the outside backers or, or the, the, you know, the edge guys, as they call them now, always like to get their, their pass rushing plan. Like, okay, what's your primary move? What do you do off of that? And, and those type of things. I would probably say the thing I hate the most is like in the midst of trying to develop that conversation and have those talks with the guys, you, you get the one that, you know, asked the question, uh, you know, um, back in 2015, you know, you had a brick drop on your head and how did that impact your ability? It's a waste. You know, uh, Traylon Burks was a good example. Um, Traylon Burks, yeah. Uh, Today, you know, I'm trying to talk to him about areas of improvement, you know, how he can work on being able to, you know, run his routes better and things like that. And, and while you're trying to layer questions, you know, another guy, well, what's the story with your tattoos? And, you know, <laughs> how do you hunt a hog? Like, why do you like hunting? How do you hunt a hog with a knife? And it's like, this is totally irrelevant stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of what I can't stand. Uh, with the combine, but I mean, there's so many more pros and cons, so you just do it. Gotcha. I like that. I like that. Yeah, Mikey Patton saying what's up to Ron. He's over here listening into us. Oh, yeah. That's my guy, the general. No <laughs> doubt. No doubt. General, back in the day. No question. All right. Excellent. Nikki, what you got? So, Ron, thanks again. I really appreciate you coming on. We, I know we all do. What is a typical day like? Like, do you have super long days covering the combine? Like, what what does your week, your day look like? What's just a normal kind of, you know, what does this look like for somebody covering the combine? Yeah, well, today was was a little bit longer. It's going to be a little bit longer than normal. Um, the way that they've done it now is kind of shifted to an early start, whereas it used to be like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Mm -hmm. It's now 8 o'clock. So you just, you know, you get over there, you look at the, the podium schedule and the tables and how it's set up, and you just kind of strategize, you know, how you're going to attack as many guys as possible. I don't want to say attack guys, but attack the uh, the process of being able to talk to them. Right. And you, you, you lay it out, you have the conversations, you record it, and you kind of play the stuff back in, in your mind and, and just think if there's anything that you could produce news off of. And then uh, you do that. So today was, that was 8, 30, 8 to about 12.30, 12.20. And then you had the GMs and, and coaches speak today. We had um, Mike Vrabel speak at 1.45, John Robinson at 12.45. So you're doing that. And then you're looking for news off of that. I pitched news uh, to the ESPN news desk and they accepted it. So you got to put together the, the news are real quick, but then you're also like, okay, um, are there any other coaches that kind of like have crossover, like Matt LaFleur being a former Titans coach? So you're just throughout the day just looking for angles and, and, and stories that you can produce. So that way you can make it worth the, the outlet while. And then after that, um, you, you, know, you get a little bit of downtime, kind of review some of the stuff that you talked about earlier, and then – you have the nightlife part of it where you're just kind of out and about different places. And that's the beauty of Indianapolis, whereas you have different spots that are already established. You know, okay, I go here at this time, I'm going to catch these guys. I go here, I'll, I'll catch them. I go here at night, you know, and, and catch them. And it's really the way everything is on top of each other. Like you're going to run into 
your coaching staff. You know, even if, if you don't text them, you're, you're running to those coaches or the team that you cover. And then sometimes, you know, older uh, uh, coaches that have moved on. So it's just a real big networking fest. And, it, you know, it, it's it's a lot of stuff. You're, you're catching up with agents and just exchanging information. Yeah. It, it's it's it could go into the night if you let it, you know, yeah, I'm I, sure. I, 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 you know, 12, 30, one o'clock is the cutoff. So, uh, yeah, it could go into, I know some folks that, you know, all the way up to four and, uh, of course they missed the eight o'clock start of, uh, <laughs> I would think so. Yeah, man. Oh man. That's quite a day right there in the neighborhood. That's no joke. That's no joke, but yeah, doing what you're doing, man. That's great. Getting all these connections, like you're saying, networking, you never know yeah. who you're going to meet and things that are going to happen. Yeah, it's great. It's great. I want to get to the Titans in a minute, but one question I wanted to ask you, and this is because of the quarterbacks, and we're all talking quarterbacks always at the Combine, does size really matter? Kenny Pickett with the small hands and everything like that. I mean, is this really a big <laughs> I tried to keep it 13-ish, all right? Yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, speaking of the court, you know, small hands, I mean, there are other quarterbacks in the league who don't have the biggest hands in the world, but that doesn't affect his way to throw a football. So what are you hearing about him and maybe some of the other quarterbacks, um, you know, like Malik and Corral and so forth? Um, what's coming out of there? Yeah, well, Kenny Pickett apparently isn't going to have his hand, allow his hands to be measured. Um, I was talking to my guy, Brandon Howard from The Athletic, and uh, Matt Miyoko from, who covers the 49ers for uh, – I guess it'd be an NBC Sports Bay Area that yeah. changed the, the branding over. Um, but yeah, and we were talking about that. And I, I said, you know, if I was Kenny Pickett, I, I would go ahead and allow my hands to be measured. And I would just remind people kindly that, hey, I played in Pittsburgh, and that's a place where it's not pleasant, you know, yeah. to play. And I, I still was able to do what I did, right, in, in my fifth year and, and show that, you know, I, I could handle the football. And obviously the NFL football is bigger, but when you're going apples to apples, because all the other quarterbacks, Carson Strong, Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter, et cetera, Sam Howell, they all handle football. So you're all transferring over. And at his level, he did a fine job of, uh, you know, handling the college, the NCAA football in bad weather. I wouldn't allow that to become more of what it is. You know, I like the way Joe Burrow, uh, approached it, you know, he, he posted on IG, hey, I guess maybe uh, my career is going to have to end because I got small hands. <laughs> you know, you can either throw the football or you can't. You know, and I'm not a huge Kenny Pickett fan or anything like that, but, you know, I think that's the deal with him. Malik Willis, you know, the thing with him and, and what I keep, I haven't spoken to him personally. I admittedly, I, I didn't go over to the podium where he spoke or anything like that. But in talking to people at the senior bowl and talking to people here that spoke to him, he captured the room. And that's something that you have to have as a quarterback because you got to stand in front of 10 other guys. In some cases, as a rookie, get them to understand that, you know, I'm going to lead you guys and together we're going to win. And I think being able to have that charisma to do that is something that is impressive with him. But don't let that overlook what he could do on the football field. This guy could, could do all – kinds of things as far as, you know, escaping, extending the plays, making throws that you just, you drop your job because you can't do that he made it. Now he will have some that you kind of shake his head, shake your head at, but you have to understand his circumstance. This is a guy who's supremely above the other people on his team. And he's just trying to elevate everyone else and do everything on his own. So it's going to be natural for some of those things to happen. 
I think he's the best quarterback in this draft. It shouldn't be a question. And he showed that uh, on Wednesday at the senior bowl, you know, when that weather was real choppy and bad, he was the one who, who stood out there. So you got that with him. Um, I, I, who else did you mention? Uh, Matt Corral. Matt Corral, you know, there's a lot of buzz with him, but seeing him at the podium today and just kind of like eye to eye, he doesn't have a lot of size with him, and that doesn't jive well with his style of play. You know, he's one of those ones that's kind of like a glutton for punishment. You know, like he seems mm. to expose his body to a lot because he always wants to run the football. And uh, that stuff that he did at Ole Miss, you know, it's not going to work in the league. And, and it's interesting because you always hear the unsustainable – thing put on Lamar Jackson, but, but tell me the last time you can't, you know, but you look at that, he's taking some hits and things like that. So that's kind of my take on him. He has, you know, he can push the ball down the field and do the things he has to do. But I just don't like the style of play that he had at, at, at Ole Miss. Um, Sam Howell was interesting. I talked to him a little bit about working on the footwork, you know, because that's something that he has to improve. And that, that's what he's working on. Uh, big arm, so he's he's another guy. Desmond Ritter, the accuracy he's working with Jordan Palmer. Uh, we talked a little bit about uh, just why he had the the you know the audacity to mention Ryan Tannehill as a guy that you know he sees similarities in the game with, and he he talked about the game management aspect, being able to extend plays and and just the, the mental part of, of the game. So I thought that was interesting. So those are some of the quarterbacks I talked to. All right. Yeah, I'm hearing great things about him. Uh, I mean, maybe he didn't go to the biggest school, but that really doesn't matter, as we've seen in the yeah. past. So, yeah, we'll see what he can do, no doubt. I got a Titans question coming around, but, D, uh, let's go. Let's see what you got. And, Nikki, I know you got more, too. Yeah, so you mentioned doing the networking thing after hours. Like, Are there any particular GMs or coaches that you see after hours and you're like, okay, I know this guy's going to give me something good? Are there certain ones you're like, okay, I know – I go to this guy and get some good stuff from him. You, know, you don't see a gym out as much uh, late. Um, okay. Fortunately, I've been able to establish a pretty good relationship with John Robinson, the Titans GM. So there are other opportunities to, to speak to him. Um, Joe Douglas is another one that you know I still have some connections with. Back when he was the assistant GM uh, with, with the Eagles, he's now obviously the GM for the Jets. So those are a few, but you don't really see them out and about. Um, they kind of hit that CEO status and, and, you know, they understand that. So you're not going to see them, you know, yeah. in the mix, but the, the head coaches, you'll definitely see them and some of the assistant coaches and, you know, the, the alcohol is, is a truth serum. It was always good. <laughs> you know, and you, you talk to them a little bit and you, you get some more information. So uh, that's really where the networking is in team. Uh, also with agents, you know, they exchange a lot of really good information with you. Um, kind of at a, a disadvantage uh, as compared to the Schefters, the Rappaports, you know, Diana Rossini, obviously Josina Anderson, you know, the, the primary newsbreakers in the NFL, uh, they just are the ones that agents go to first. So you got to do a little bit more digging just to try to, get, you know, break something every once in a while. You know, tell me, tell me about I got you too, so. No doubt. Yep. Trust is everything. You want to build that good rapport. I get that, man. No doubt. All right. Go ahead, Nick. Okay. So I have a personal question. Not personal. Personal of somebody. So a coworker of mine, his son, his son's 
friend is at the draft. And I told him I would ask you tonight and see if you had any information on him. So let me get this right. Um, Jasir Taylor from Wake Forest, defensive back. Have you heard anything? Are you Have you talked to him? Anything? No. Uh, I admittedly, I, I'm still working through uh, all like all 22 and, and, and everything. Um, I'm halfway through the receivers, okay. so I haven't made it over to defense yet. So I'm not going to sit here and you, you know make up some type of profile. Like, that's like not how I do it. If I don't know a guy, I'll tell no, you. Yeah. I, don't uh, I will look for him. Uh, my numbers in, in the chat. If you if you text me his name and I, I look for him, I think it's Friday or Saturday. The DBs talk, so I'll make sure, you know, go over and, and talk to them a little bit and get some background so it's actually legitimate conversation. Very cool. Very cool. Love it. Love it. All right. Yep. Getting that inside information. And again, without giving up too much inside information, because you got to, you know, your integrity, we don't want to be compromised. But again, you're close with the Titans. Um, look, I had Titans Packers, as these guys know, they were both the number one uh, seeds in the AFC and NFC. Obviously fell apart in the divisional round. Titans is still a strong team. You have talk around Tannehill, but what are they looking to do in the draft or even in free agency to help them out with, you know, the certain tiny little weaknesses they have right now? Yeah, I. you look at the offensive line, they want to bolster that. They didn't really say much as far as, like, how things are going to change. You know, Roger Saffold, they could release him and save $10.5 million. Ben Jones is a free agent center. I think he does have to come back, but there are some pretty good centers in, in this uh, draft because two just right off the top. Iowa's Tyler Lindenbaum and mm. uh, University of Tennessee Chattanooga's Cole Strange. Those are you know two guys that, that kind of stand out right off the bat. But Nebraska has a center too. Um, uh, I can't remember his name, but he's he's a pretty good one also. So you know if you want to go cheaper at that position, it's always cheaper you know to have a draft pick fill in than a, a veteran free agent. But you know what you have in Ben Jones, so you have that. I know the receiver position is something they're, they're looking to do um, as far as addressing that. They've met with a lot of uh, receivers, you know, from Jahan Dotson to Chris Olave. Now, if Chris Olave falls to them at 26. Like, they better you know, make the cross sign and thank Jesus because <laughs> that would be a, a miracle, a blessing. And he fits into that 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 team so perfectly because they don't have that vertical threat. Dotson will be another one. So um, tight end wise, they've been very busy with the tight ends. I talked to at least five, six tight ends here that, that they've, they've met with. So obviously the, there's interest there. I wouldn't be surprised if they draft two tight ends and sign mm. uh, one as well, because they have three free agent guys, um, right. Anthony Ferkser, Michael Pruitt, and Jeff Swain, those three guys are going to be free agents. And you look at, you know, some of the, the ones that match um, free agent-wise, you know, O.J. Howard, a, a lower-cost guy, um, Hayden Hurst. Um, these are first-round picks that won't cost a whole lot because for whatever reason they didn't, you know, every, their potential didn't come to uh, be realized with their team. So that you have that. Um, I've heard Mike Gusecki. There's yeah, I was going to ask you about Mike Gusecki. I think he'd be a great fit. I, you know, from a receiving standpoint and a red zone standpoint, yeah, absolutely. But I don't think he fits that team as far as their mindset and, and their physical um, desire, like the way that they approach the game. 
I yeah, think you know, he does play more on the outside. You're right about that. He yeah, he, he's, he's almost like a big receiver for them. Yeah. And he's going to cost some money. So I, I don't know. Um, you look at positional spending. Um, they let John Smith walk out the door last year. No. And he was a guy that almost to a person was loved in that building. So they, if you're going to let John Smith walk out, 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 I can't see you spending money on Mike Gusecki. I can't see you spending money on Dalton Schultz. You know, Dalton Schultz would be a really good fit. But I tell you one thing, Chig Akako out of Maryland got to talk to him today. And it's 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 always fun when your comparison to a player matches who they say they've watched. And lo and behold, John Smith was a guy. He, he said, I'm provoked. You know, he, he said John Smith was a guy that, you know, he made a comparison to. I like the swagger that he showed because he said that, He's a little bit more athletic. So he's someone, you know, day late day three or late day two, early day three, you know, you, you could get him. So there's there's different ways that they're going to go. But I know tight end is, is very heavy on that list. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I thought uh, letting go of John who Smith was a big mistake and that kind of proved that a little bit. Um, I know you got to get out of here, so we may have time for one more, D, if you got it, Teron, if you got uh, just two more minutes. Yeah, we can hit a couple. We can hit a couple. All right, great, great. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to make sure that you are, you know, you are where you got to be, man. That's all. Yeah, no, we're good. Right. Yeah. Now, cool. so earlier you were talking about the quarterbacks, and this year people are saying that it's a weak quarterback mm-hmm. class. So when the scouts, GMs, coaches are looking at the quarterbacks in the combine, what is it that they're looking for at a combine that maybe they didn't see on tape that can make this quarterback stand out? Yeah, that's a good question. I think that's where what we talked about with Malik Willis, how he commands the room. I think that's something that they're looking for. They, they want to see just the, the knowledge of the game, right? Just the ability to recognize coverage. I mean, we've all seen the Steve Mariucci thing where he draws a playoff and said, hey, Jerry Rice, and this, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> it all up, right? And he leaves it on there. And he flips the, the board and then he turns around and says, hey, tell me about whatever. And then he says, okay, now that you said that, draw my play for me. So that's one of the ways that they check the, the ability to retain information. Um, as a quarterback, you have to have basically a photographic memory. And uh, they, they check those different things. Uh, they look for that. Um, they'll ask them, uh, you know, the leadership thing. Like I know with the Titans, that leadership is, is huge for them. So that's something um, that, that they look for. Okay. Cool. You got something, Nikki? I do. In your opinion, is there <laughs> anyone currently who's kind of flying under the radar that we should all probably have on our radar? Yeah, I mean, there's a few. Um, I know I mentioned Brandon Howard from the Athletic earlier. He has done a lot of homework on on you know the receivers, and, and Danny Gray is a guy that. You know, he, he said that we'll probably run really, really fast. And it's always good to have speed as a receiver. So that's something. Uh, I think Chig Akakwa, the Maryland tight end, I, I think he's going to test well. Uh, very athletic guy. So you look at that. Um, uh, I always struggle with the name. Um, Ibigite from Penn State. He's a he's an outside linebacker. From what I hear, he's going to test well also. So those are, are three to look at. Um, I'm curious what George Pickens does, too, because uh, he, he I mean, I don't know that I believe him. He said he's going to run a 4-3. You know, I could Ooh. say I'm going to run a 4-3, too, and it's not going to happen. 
<laughs> I want to see how he tests, though. I want to see how he's a bigger receiver and see how he tests. Nice. I like that. Hey, the Eagles got three draft picks. Um, you hearing anything about them maybe perhaps trading or are they going to use them? I think they're going to use those picks and they kind of doubled down today. Uh, Nick Sirianni, he doubled down on Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Being the quarterback. And I, I just love the fact that they're supporting that guy and giving him a chance, you know, because so many times black quarterbacks, they get, you know, pushed out of the paint very quickly. Whereas you have a guy, you know, some of these other guys that just get so much time to continue to develop and develop and develop. But, you know, they're giving Hurts some time and I, I think they're going to build around him, whether or not that's, you know, bringing in a guy like a Traylon Burks, you know, that would help them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, or even just, you know, with the defense, I know Ahmad Sauce Gardner, the corner, is someone that they're looking at. So I, I think they're going to use those picks as opposed to, like, trying to set themselves up to get a quarterback in this draft or trade for a Russell Wilson or, or you know, some far-fetched idea like that. They're going right. to build on Hurts, and that's the right thing to do. I, I happen to agree with you. You know what? The kid, you know, helped you lead the league in rushing last year, got to the playoffs. Yeah, I know they got bounced out by Tampa Bay, understandably. But, you know, I think that was a pretty big step forward. Um, so yeah. I'm with you there. And, um, real quick, we're just getting a question from Nathan, who's saying what's up to everybody. Um, have you heard anything about E.J. Perry, the quarterback? No, I haven't heard anything about him. Uh, he was kind of one of those quarterbacks. I think he was at the – I don't think he was at a podium. Um, I think he was at a table. He's kind of flying under the radar. I haven't really heard it. Gotcha. Yeah, Brown University. Usually you don't hear too many quarterbacks coming out of there, I guess. But but great school, that's for sure. That is for sure. No doubt. No, he's smart. (laughs) All right. That was was it for me, Jay. Anything else, Jay? Oh, man, I can go on forever. I don't want to keep (laughs) Teron, though. I know he's got stuff to do. But, man, I can go on talking to to Teron forever. But I I guess I'll ask one more if if you did hear anything – we're hearing always Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield last year is going to get a contract, all this and that. I'm one to think that Cleveland should go, go try to find another quarterback, whether it's through the draft or free agency. I just don't believe that Baker Mayfield can take them there. I mean, they rely too much on Nick Chubb and the defense. So, Toronto, I just kind of wanted to get your opinion about that and if you had heard anything. Yeah, I think that situation with Mayfield is very similar to the one with Tannehill where – you have to realize that he's not someone that's going to consistently elevate the play of everyone else. He's someone mm-hmm. you have to be quote unquote great around. And that's what Mike Grable said about Tannehill. And I think the same thing applies to Mayfield. Um, Andrew Barry kind of hinted at, you know, giving him another shot at, at, at trying to secure himself as the quarterback there. So that's really where they stand. And it, it's going to be interesting because, you know, who knows what happens with Jarvis Landry. Uh, right. They did not have the best receiver situation last year. Baker Mayfield was hurt, um, but even pre-injury, like you know, I don't think he's an elite quarterback, but I will kind of give him a pass, you know, because of that injury that he had last year. He tried to play with it, but it just wasn't going to work. So I think he earned another year to be able to be evaluated. Yeah, we'll see. He's not going to get a Lamar Jackson contract. Um, he's probably not going to get a Kyler Murray contract. But, you know, he should take what he can get because in a way I kind of feel like he's lucky to be here <laughs> in a little way. But, uh, hey, I mean, look, Heisman winner, number one overall pick, whatever. I guess he's still got a chance. But, I mean, Teron, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on, man, really. But you got to let everybody know where you're at because you are a must-follow, must-listen. You got the information. 
and we were blessed to have you on today, bro. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. No, I appreciate you all for having me on. You can on social media, uh, Twitter at T Davenport underscore NFL. You can go to ESPN.com and you click on NFL, click on teams and Titans. That's all the, the digital work. Uh, you could find uh, Google Podcast, Spotify, iTunes, talking with TD. We'll have different draft picks on. Um, had uh, a bunch of guys on already, a few tight ends and some receivers. Great. We're going to get into the O-line and, and more tight ends, receivers, defensive backs, the, the whole works. So uh, that comes out every Wednesday, so you can definitely download that. And Yeah, that, those are the, the platforms. Excellent. Oh, I know we all can't wait to hear that, without a doubt. Yeah, make sure everybody listening, get on that bad boy, no doubt. No doubt. This guy's got the information. Uh, Teron, we, we can't thank you enough, man. Thank you there. so much. We appreciate, uh, appreciate it. it. Make sure you send me the, uh, the DB's name. To- I will. Okay. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. All right, Teron. Have, good night. have fun, man. Bye. All right. We'll talk right. to you again, Jay. Okay. Great talking to you, man. Great catching up. And we'll do it again soon, my friend. No doubt. All right, T. All right. Teron Davenport, the man. I absolutely love it. Love it. Going way back with that guy. And, man, he's made it. I'm so proud of him, bro. I, I really am so proud. Look at him right there in India at the scouting combine doing his thing. And like we're talking, we're going back 10 years ago. Whoever would even imagined it. But my man did his thing. It's freaking great. Absolutely love it. So, yeah, great that we had Teron on. That's excellent. Hopefully we'll have him on again sometime soon and get more information out of the guy because he's got it. Because he's got it. Oh, man, for sure, man. Great information. I definitely want to get more stories about the after hours. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's the article that he needs to write. That's Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Teron's great. So, yeah, we really appreciate having him on. Uh, Yeah, God bless you, man. Um, All right, so let's get into some other talk over here. Let's free agents, free agent time. And let's just go over a few of the top ones. We're not going to go down a whole entire list, obviously, but – one hit the wide receivers with you guys first. You know, we got Devonta Adams, who was likely going to be franchise tagged unless he gets a deal done with Green Bay. Chris Godwin, who's probably on the move. Mike Williams from the not San Diego Chargers, probably on the move. Allen Robinson also. So we have four good wide receivers. Again, Devonta Adams probably staying at home. But Damian, Chris Godwin, Mike Williams, Allen Robinson, these three guys can help out a team big time. And we were just talking about Philadelphia. Get another weapon over there. They got some stock. Maybe they can make it happen. For sure. Allen Robinson has been somebody that all the teams, all the fans of teams around the league have been waiting for him to be free for some years now, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Funny videos made about how he's been suffering with the quarterback play that he's had to deal with over his career. You think about Blake Bortles to Trubisky and then last year with Andy Dalton for most of the year. So he's never had a stable good quarterback and if the quarterback was there and stable his play wasn't stable uh so (laughs) and think about the numbers he's put up over his career with the situation he's been in so you think about him going to a good situation we can see al robinson put up a crazy year next year maybe even a cooper cup-esque type year with how talented he is he has a good quarterback that's throwing to him so teams out there i definitely think will be going after al robinson the bidding war will be very high on him. Uh, Godwin's yeah. a little different coming off that injury, the torn ACL. We don't know if he's going to be – I don't think he's going to be ready to start the year. Maybe so not. So when you're talking about a player like that, it depends on the situation where I think you have to go to a team that's already good without without him. Like they can't be dependent on him to take him to the next level. 
Because you don't know how he's going to come back from that injury, if he's going to be the same guy. If it's going to take a few weeks for him to get integrated into the system. So I think that when it comes to him, you have to go to the right situation. I feel like a situation like maybe the Chiefs or something like that, where he could be like a, just an extra piece. And then once you add him, it's like, oh, man, we're unstoppable now. Something like that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where where he's not needed, but then when he comes on, you're like, oh, wow, this, this is amazing. Uh, so I could see a situation like that for him. Uh, Mike Williams, man, can he stay healthy? That's yeah. The thing. <laughs> like, can he stay on the field? Uh, so if I was a team with him, I'd be worried about that. But he's a major talent. He uh, is. Absolutely, like, big body, knows how to use it. Um, I could see him. Maybe Nikki's Giants could use him. It wasn't because Galladay seemed like he was a bust. Bust. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as a as a pickup, hopefully he'll you know you know pick it up this year. But maybe they could use another weapon out there. Just again, can he stay healthy? Yeah, health is a huge thing, and I, I think the Chargers would be dumb to get rid of him because they don't have another wide receiver aside Keenan Allen, unless they're going to bring in you know a rookie or whatever it may be. But um, yeah. The, any one of these three wide receivers, Godwin, Mike Williams, and Allen Robinson, could definitely have, help out a team. Nikki, if your Giants were picking from the three, Mike Williams, Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson, who would you take? Uh, Godwin, but I would Godwin. assume probably Tampa Bay will try their best to keep him. However, I mean, I could see him going to Miami. That's you know? possible. I mean, money talks. Sure. Maybe Jacksonville, not that you want to go there, but – they're a young, yeah. up-and-coming team. I, I don't mean, know. I think he was scarred from his first time around. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I mean, I don't know. How much would it take for you to jump ship, you know? I don't know. Yeah, the, the right amount of money will definitely make you forget about some scars, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right amount <laughs> make you forget about a lot of things. But yeah. don't rule Miami out. I could see him in Miami. It's interesting. Right. interesting. Mikey's getting in here saying uh, Allen Robinson's best years are behind him, although he can continue – uh, you know, to a winning team. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm going to Miami, saying for off-season relax. Yeah, I think he's still in his prime, though. Like, without oh, he can still play. Yeah, I think he's, what, maybe seven years in the league right now or something like that? Yeah. Maybe maybe yeah. eight, I'm not sure. But, oh, yeah, he, he could play. He could play. So, I, hey, I would take him on my team. We're pretty good with receivers. But I'm looking at now defense, like J.C. Jackson, cornerback, Carlton Davis, cornerback. Stephon Gilmore, cornerback. Mike, I know you hear me right now, Mikey Patton. We need one of these guys. I, you know, these corners, they're, they're really good. Even Jesse Bates at safety, I would take him. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of good secondary guys out there. So, um, But another one like Orlando Brown, <clears throat> he'll probably end up staying with the Chiefs. Um, but Mike Isecki, if Miami doesn't pay him, you know, we talked about Tennessee. Teron said it may not be such a great fit, but – He's an excellent weapon, Kaseki. I wonder where he would fit out really well with a team that needs a tight end that's maybe shorter one. Um, God, I can't think off the top of my head, but if man, he's a really good. If player. the had any money, we would go get him. But we yeah, don't have any, we don't have any money. I could see Seattle going to get him and paying him some money. Possibly, they they need somebody out there. We'll see. It depends. But for them, it's all about the QB situation. Are they keeping Russell Wilson? Like if there's no Russell Wilson, I don't know if Mike G wants to go there if they're going to a different quarterback. Yeah, right. That yeah. yeah. The latest I'm hearing is Russell Wilson now wants to stay in Seattle, but I think that's probably because he's not gonna get traded for the most yeah, part. Probably, so maybe, like, he probably told him, Hey, we can't do nothing for you. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> get your ass committed back over here, man. That's it. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. Mike's saying that Richard Sherman said on his podcast that he believes Stefan Gilmore will go to the 49ers. So that would make me really, really happy. That's, Definitely would love that. That's really weird um, to me because what did the Panthers give up to get him? And they're just going to let him walk? I guess like, maybe he costs too much. Maybe he's demanding too much. But, I, you know, he was like Stefan Gilmore, like just two years ago, he was looked at as like one of the top two cornerbacks in the league. And, wow. yeah, his status has fallen, but he can still play. You know, yeah. so I'm, I'm not necessarily worried about that too much. Um, Jameis Winston, do you want him back, D? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I want him. I want him back. I don't know if we can afford him. I, gotta, I have a feeling that some team's going to overpay, quote unquote, for him. And he's mm-hmm. going to be out of our price range, but I would definitely want him back for sure. Like if, because you look at the start of the season, we went five and two to start the year. He only had three interceptions. Taysom Hill threw more interceptions against Dallas than, <laughs> than Jameis through the whole season. Uh, so I definitely would want him over Taysom Hill unless we're going to be in the QB market in the draft. We have the 18th pick. I think the QB out of Liberty that, Ron was talking about earlier will be there. Yeah, Malik Wills. Yeah, yeah, Malik Wills. So I wouldn't mind taking a chance there and seeing what happens with that. Uh, we have our options open, but if Jameis can come back at a price that we can afford, I would love to have Jameis back for sure. All right, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, look, it's uh, kind of slim pickings out there, and I'm going to go over the free agent quarterbacks with you guys in a minute. Um, going to another quarterback, Nikki, Kyla Murray. We're hearing all this stuff, the controversy, you know, scrub with the Cardinals, everything like that. Uh, D, me, D, and L.A. got into it a couple of weeks ago, but now it's starting to pick up even more steam with his agent basically demanding a long-term contract or Kyla might even not even show up. Um, even the great Larry Fitzgerald, who has never said a bad word in his life, didn't have anything good to say about Kyla Murray, and it doesn't seem like his teammates are coming out publicly and backing him up. So he's been labeled as like a finger pointer, you know, for the most part. And that's a bad thing. That's really not good. But if you go back the last two seasons, this year and last year, they started off really hot. They were undefeated for the first five, six, seven weeks of the season. So we know that Kyle Murray can get the job done. But, Nikki, twofold, mm-hmm. do you want that guy on your team if apparently he's not a leader and it's I – don't, I don't want to say a rift in the locker room, but his players aren't backing him up. And, again – a guy who is small in stature, but he can still make amazing plays. If you're the Arizona Cardinals, are you ready to pay that guy big bucks because you think that he can help take you to a Super Bowl? Yeah, I think he probably gets another deal with them. I do. I think he. I think he does. I mean, yeah, I'm questioning if if he's a bad leader, but however, I mean, we don't really know what goes on there. We don't know what happens in the locker room, so it could. It you know, I guess you could say where there's smoke, there's fire, but. I would caution that, right? Because that's some toxic shit. If somebody's just constantly putting blame on others, you know, at some point you got to stand up and say, yeah, you know, I'm part of the problem. Let me be part of the solution. But if I had to guess, I guess I think that they they would give him a new deal. Yeah. Well, I would agree with you because we know we talk. It's really hard to find quarterbacks like Kyla Murray. They're not around the corner, obviously, you know, and his skill set is unbelievable. Um, you know, Mike thinks that he'll get a new deal and uh, they'll have a kumbaya moment with uh, Kyla Murray when he does get signed. I hope so for their sake, even though they're in my division, so I don't want anything to go well. But what do you think is is the deal? Again, we talked about it a little bit last, uh, I'm sorry, a couple of weeks ago. But have you changed your mind or have any extra thoughts on whether, again, Kyler is the guy and he should get paid $40 million a year? They have to pay him. They have to. Like when you do, I agree. Yeah, when you look at the situation, him being an number one overall pick, he being a guy who has had success 
he's gotten them to the playoffs, you have to look at that and say, okay, we have to pay this guy. Now, the question is, how do we get him to perform better during the second half of the year? And the first thing stay is healthy. Not to resign, stay healthy. And the first thing is not to resign the coach who collapsed, <laughs> who, team, <laughs> who team collapses the second half of the year each and every year. Right. I can't so believe did that. As an NFC West fan, you should be rejoicing. They re-signed Kingsbury. Yes. That means they're gonna they're gonna just fall down the stretch every year. We don't have to <laughs> into this division. <laughs> so as a San Francisco fan, you should be excited that they re-signed Kingsbury back to the team. They're gonna be on the sideline looking good with glasses, but falling down the stretch each and every year because they for some reason his teams cannot keep up during the second half of the year. And I think it's a lack of good coaching. I would agree, and that's why I'm just baffled he got a contract extension along with the GM, Steve Kime. Um, Steve Kime, yes, that's his name. I, okay, all right. Thought maybe you want to take care of your quarterback first, but also Dallas made that mistake, but Dallas makes a lot of mistakes. Anyway, um, let's do this, guys. Um, you guys, if, if you saw on 33podcast.com, um, an article, quarterbacks under 25 years of age, who's the best? So let's try to draft these guys in order, I'll just, we just have a few names. We got Joe Burrow, we got Lamar Jackson, through Mac Jones and Trevor Lawrence, and then Justin Herbert and Kyla Murray. So let me just try to start this off a little bit. These are all uh, Lamar Jackson. Just in all fairness, just turned twenty-five January seventh, so I'm including him in this. Um, I would say that if in, in in my rankings, I had Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, and then Kyla Murray. Nikki, do you agree with that order? And if not, what would you change? Wait, what was it? Oh, you're throwing I got Herbert. Right I was like, like a I test got- you can study for. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> this is really, again, not based off necessarily what they have done, but, you know, moving forward and what we see. So I got if I had to, out of these four quarterbacks, if I were drafting, I would take Herbert, mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow, and then Kyler Murray. Hmm, Joe Burrow just got to a Super Bowl, though. Yeah, I got him third. I got him third, but I don't know. Those other two, I... Why I Why like do him. you have him below Lamar Jackson? Uh, Lamar Jackson's an MVP. He can do things that no other quarterback in the history of the world has done, yeah, and he has no an underrated arm. Yeah. What up, D? He has an undeveloped No other human arm. could do the things Lamar Jackson could yeah, do. Yeah, really. I mean, half-man, <laughs> amazing. So that's why I have Lamar there. And again, he's he's been proven. But like I say, moving forward, I, look, he was the MVP last year until he got hurt. Yeah. So that's why. Okay. I get that. I might switch those two, but generally I, I would agree with your list. Would you have Herbert at the Lamar, top? Like he's not a passer. He still has to develop that. And I don't think he – he alone is going to carry, you know, your team. We've we've seen it. Joe Burrow is going to stand in there, take the hits, and talk about doing things you didn't think he was going to do. Um, but Lamar Jackson, I just I need him to develop a little bit more as a passer. Yes, he can do amazing, amazing things. But right now, I'd put Joe Burrow ahead of him a little bit. Okay, all right, that's fair. Totally understand that. Totally understand. Um, what about you, D? What do you think? Again, I had Herbert, Lamar, uh, then Burrow, then Kyla Murray, uh, fourth, and. That was kind of tough, those those last two. But you can go anywhere with this. But I like Herbert, again, because he fits the profile. You know, I've, I feel like, you know, you're creating a quarterback out of a lab, big, tall guy, strong arm, tough to bring down. So that's why I had him first. I don't know. What do you think? 
Now, Herbert, potential-wise, I can see why you put him first, especially with some of the plays that he's made. I keep going back to that last game of the regular season against the Raiders. Wow. Some of those fourth down plays. Yeah, it's you definitely see the potential there for him to be great for the next 10, 15 years for sure. Um, Burrow just has something different, though. He has that it factor where you okay. know his team is going to be behind him. And if the Bengals, who do have a lot of cap room, if they fix the offensive line, you can see Burrow go to even different level next year where they have more time to the, have you know longer developing routes for Jamar Chase and Higgins and those guys. And I could see him being the best guy just based on that. And his accuracy is really good as well. Okay. But I would go Lamar Jackson first just based on him being the MVP. I do think he, he is underrated as far as his arm and accuracy. I think he has improved in that standpoint. The game that really stands out from last year was Monday night against the Colts. Um, before he got hurt, oh, right. he had COVID. That game was amazing. And it, he did it yeah. off in the pocket. And it was an amazing comeback that he made. I think he can reach that level. Now, that game was crazy. I think he had like 80% completion rate. It was a game that's like a, you know, a standout, standalone game. But he right. can reach that level of being 65 70% completion rate consistently along with the running attack, which I think he can do. He could be a top quarterback in the league once he reaches that. So I'll put Lamar number one. I'll put Burrow number two just because of that it factor, the accuracy. I'll have Herbert at three. But it's a really – those first three are really, really close. Yeah. And then I'll have Kyler Murray behind them. Okay. All right. So, yeah, but we're pretty close on that. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, Mikey just jumping in, you know, saying, you know, like truth be told that, you know, Lamar has developed better as a passer. Um, and, and he has. You know, he, he definitely has. You know, I think so. And, again, we have to consider the – the wide receivers or lack thereof that he does have. And the reason why Mark Andrews had an unbelievably crazy statistical year is because he's the only guy that Lamar had to throw to. So, yeah. 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 I mean, there's, uh, there's a lot. Hollywood of Brown did come on a little bit in the second half of the year. Oh, Maybe yeah. that's something to look out. Maybe he could be that. Quantum. <laughs> Maybe he could be that. Maybe he could be one of those guys for next year. We'll definitely have to make our quantum Ooh. leap predictions. For is that a team official? Players. No, not official. <laughs> no, not, <laughs> not, not my official pick. Not yet. You got time to make official pick way too early. <laughs> so I'm gonna wait a little bit this year. <laughs> we got some time on that. We got some time. Yeah. All right, uh, let's check out free agent quarterbacks real quick. And nobody stands out big time. That is for sure. But we went over Jameis Winston. We talked about him. Marcus Mariota, who was drafted right behind Jameis Winston going back to, what, 2015 or whatever it was. I'm surprised he hasn't gotten another shot at a starting job and backing up in uh, Oakland, Vegas, wherever the freak they play. Um, Then we got um, Mitchell Trubisky, all right, who I think may be able to add something to a team. And I want to talk to you guys a little bit about that. Teddy Bridgewater, Andy Dalton, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jacoby Brissett, and Tyrod Taylor. So we're not talking about world beater quarterbacks over here. But if I was looking at one other than Jameis Winston, and I do like Marcus Mariota, I'm still intrigued by Mitchell Trubisky, guys. And, Nikki, I want to get your thoughts on this first. Look, Chicago, yes, he did go to the playoffs twice in four years, had a lot of hiccups, a lot of mess-ups, but very athletic, was able to make plays on his feet, and once in a while would throw a pretty good pass. And maybe under the tutelage when he was in Buffalo with Brian Dable and under Josh Allen, Maybe he learned something. I'm thinking that Mitch Trubisky would be a better fit in Cleveland. And I know Cleveland Browns fans hate the hell out of me right now anyway. So I'm just going to go with it. I think Trubisky mm-hmm. would be better than Baker in Cleveland, Nikki. Mm. Hot take. Hot <laughs> take. Coming at Warm you. Up, baby. Fresh out of the oven. Hot take. Hot take. 
Uh, no, really? I, I don't agree. I think we've seen what we need to see out of Mitch Trubisky. I, yeah, no, no. I, I mean, maybe he'll be a fine backup somewhere. All right. Well, he has been for a couple of years. Um, but I don't know. What about you? What does Mike say? Trubisky? I mean, what are you saying? He can like you think he you think he's good for to be a starter? I think that he can start over a few guys in the league. Yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to think of teams. I mean, what 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 about Denver? I don't know. I mean, just they haven't had anything good going on over there. Why not try an athletic quarterback? I don't know. And Mariota is he, like, is he an upgrade? Is Mitch Trubisky an upgrade for them? I think anybody's an upgrade over Drew Locke. So I think I think we're all right there, but I, I don't know. I, I think that he's still he's much of an upgrade at all. If he, let me tell you something. If he went to the Giants, all right, you got a quarterback battle on your hands, sister. Let me tell you that right now, because Daniel Jones Some battle that would be. <laughs> yeah, no, right. <laughs> for that one. Talk my battleship. That's basically what it would be. Jeez, uh, that would that would be a crazy battle right there. Coming out of the red corner, the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> the trash can. <laughs> Coming out of the blue corner, the dumpster. It just be that would be <laughs> that would be that battle at QB right there. Yeah, like, uh, oh, I, I see what you're saying about Trubisky because the athletic talent is there. He yeah. does have an arm, but I didn't see anything in Chicago that ever made me think oh, he just got to get in the right place. Yeah, there's been but certain again, quarterbacks. But again, yeah, let's right. be clear: they had a great defense, but they had no offense. They had no, no offense. They, they didn't have like they had the weapons around him were probably better than what we saw, but I I still even when you don't have weapons around you, there's been quarterbacks that haven't been in the best situations, but we still see something special eventually. Sure, right? that's where, we, where we're like, okay, this guy if he was in a better situation would be much better, right? Now okay. you never know with Ryan Tannehill. A lot of us didn't expect Ryan Tannehill to be better with Tennessee than he was in Miami, and once sure. he came in into a better situation. He did blossom. So maybe you're expecting the same thing tr- from Trubisky. I do agree he is better than Drew Locke. I think he's better because Locke just isn't good at all. No. Um, so with Trubisky, I do think he'll be an upgrade over Locke, but it's not an upgrade that makes you a winner. So that's the I understand. So I understand is something that. that you really want to take a chance on with Trubisky. I don't really see it. Uh, with Baker Mayfield, hmm, Trubisky, Trubisky is more mobile than Mayfield. Mayfield, for okay. some reason, thinks he's mobile. I think that gets him into trouble sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, he thinks he can outrun these amazing athletes at defensive end. He runs like he's got 50-weight dumbbells on his legs. That's <laughs> yeah, that's like the, the game where I saw him uh, dislocate his shoulder again against the Cardinals. J.J. Watt came out of nowhere and got him. It's like, you're not outrunning J.J. Watt. You're not that <laughs> athletic, my guy. <laughs> like You needed to stay in the pocket, be accurate. That's why you got drafted. It's because you're very accurate, got a good arm, not because you're athletic. Uh, so if they need a more athletic quarterback and Trubisky in that system wouldn't be asked to do much. So it is very interesting because That's, he'll be able to make the big throws down the field. He does have a good arm and then he could add to your running attack. So they already have a very good running attack with Nick Chubb. I don't know if they'd be able to keep Hunt, but let's say it's Chubb and Dearness Johnson. Still a very good one-two punch there. Yeah. So if you have those two running backs and you add, say, an RPO system because you have Trubisky now or you add the read option because you have Trubisky, that makes that run – even more dangerous. So I think that could that could be very interesting. That's why I was thinking that you nailed all the exact points and and the fact that they're not going anywhere with Baker. So try something different, you know. And again, the the quarterbacks out there not great right now. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater would be a guy that maybe I would consider, you know, even better being over there. But 
I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But you talk about Baker Mayfield. The, oh. It's the the free agent of it's the the middling middle of free agents for the yeah players. really. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all the average guys. Like all the guys, you're like, okay, this guy could be a starter. And we'll be okay. That's, that's all in the quarterbacks we have right now. That's, yeah, yeah. We don't really have any game changers going on over here. That's for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. So, um, but but one other quarterback, and then we'll pretty much leave the quarterback talk and move on to other things. Is it uh, doesn't seem that uh, Carson Wentz is going to stay in Indy. I mean, they're all the talk. I mean, they're not giving him, you know, any credit or any, you know, like safety. And as like, yeah, Carson Wentz, he's our guy. He's like, no, you know, Carson Wentz is a good quarterback. But moving forward, we'll see what happens. So. He may not be there. And then you think of the teams that need a quarterback that are right there on the cusp. And that's what Indy was last year. And then Carson Wentz obviously shit the bed. So I don't know if he goes anywhere like Denver, Pittsburgh, if there's a trade with Green Bay. I know that Nikki doesn't want to hear the name number 12 in Green Bay's uniform, but he's going to go somewhere else and he's probably going to start. But I just don't know where it is. And I don't think it's going to be Indy anymore. D. I mean, maybe if Russell Wilson really wants that, they make a trade with Seattle. I don't, there are possibilities out there. Yes, yeah, a lot of possibilities. Uh, Nikki's favorite guy, Aaron Rodgers, could end up there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you never know. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what the Colts do for sure. Carson Wentz didn't show that he's that guy. When they asked him to come through in the toughest moment of the year against the Jaguars, he wasn't he wasn't able to do it. <laughs> so then when you you bring it, you hate to like you know bring it down to one game or bring it down to one moment. But it was huge. You win this game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, you're in the playoffs. And Jacksonville, because they're a division rival, they show up for that game and they need Carson Wentz to pull this out for them. And he didn't come close to it. And nope. anytime during the year where they asked him to do that, we made the reference a lot of times this year, he was like a toy with the batteries in the back. And some somebody just pulled the batteries out yeah. as soon as they needed, <laughs> they needed him to do something. He just would malfunction and do that stupid two-hand pass. <laughs> and throw an interception to a defense alignment. So you can't depend on him. And the thing is, they didn't need him to do much. Jonathan Taylor was the offense. So all oh, you yeah. needed him to do was come through and make a play here or a play there. There was literally one game where he what, completed like eight passes and they won. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you do Yeah. You don't need him to do much, but then he's still not able to do that. So I, I get I, why you know. the Colts aren't just giving him a vote of confidence right now. Yeah, and Frank. Yeah, and no, Frank, no, go ahead, go ahead. Frank's not doing it. If Frank, the guy who put his neck out on the line for you, exactly. isn't <laughs> giving you that vote of confidence, then the organization is definitely not going to do it. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I can see them going after Wilson, going after Rodgers. Um, I don't know. Maybe Jameis Winston. If the Saints can't resign him, I can see them trying to go after him. Maybe because he can make those big throws and he can be turnover prone. But he did show last year to make some improvements in that in that beginning of the season. So they believe in him, maybe. We'll see, man. But I'll, Carson Wentz, and the thing is, he's talented. Carson Wentz, I said that Carson Wentz and Jimmy Garoppolo are the same person, but Carson Wentz has the arm talent. Uh, so, <laughs> like, if you, when you look at it like that, somebody's going to be like, there's going to be another coach that says, oh, I can fix that guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> there's going to be another coach that does that for yeah. sure. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, uh, Mikey jumping in real quick over here. Um Carson said he about to become a Sunday school teacher in the next chapter, but uh, the Washington commanders now that's, that's a possibility. I mean, that would be an upgrade over Taylor Heineke or Ryan Fitzpatrick or whatever, but yeah, Nikki, we can't get caught up in the numbers, 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions. But when you saw him play, that's not what you saw, you you know, 
You know what I'm saying, Nick? Like he wasn't a tw- like 27 touchdowns, seven. That's a good season, you know. But it didn't look like that when he was playing. It looked like he was throwing an interception every other game or every other uh, um, possession, I should say. Well, because he was. So <laughs> I mean, it seemed like. You know, like uh, we we talked about this. I mean, it my trust factor with Carson Wentz is just not there. So, man, I don't blame the Colts for being hesitant, right? I wouldn't certainly wouldn't give somebody a vote of confidence after after that. And like D said, look, I mean, you just win and you're in, and you couldn't do it. Uh, you should beat the Raiders at home. They should have beat yeah, the Raiders I mean, at home. Another one. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, he malfunctions in these big moments. And, you know, sometimes numbers be damned. Can you can you shine in these big moments? Can you Absolutely. do what we need you to do? Um, and he can't. If there's one thing he's proven, he can't. He didn't even win the Super mm-hmm. Bowl, right? Nick Foles freaking won the Super That's Bowl. That's right. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I know he was hurt. I know he was hurt. But um, yeah, no, I am interested to see what the Steelers do with their quarterbacks. Me too. I'm really curious to see what they do here. I'm curious to see who they bring in, no doubt. And, uh, yeah, just, again, Carson Wentz, which is unbelievable how we can be <laughs> fooled so much by that. And yeah, we'll, we'll see where he goes next. We shall see. Um, yeah, natural natural talent will take you a long way. People will be fooled by yeah. natural talent for a long time. We yeah. saw Jay Cutler have a whole career Jay. off of natural talent. <laughs> like Pretty he much. Never lived, he never lived up to it, but for some reason, everybody always believed we could be the ones to get the best out of Jay Cutler. No, Obviously, no. Jay Cutler didn't want the best brought out of him. He wanted to chill, he didn't. smoke cigarettes, and be on reality TV. He's like, <laughs> like the moodiest quarterback, like always yeah. oh, in yeah. mood, always pissed off. It's great. The memes are great of him. He's just like on the yeah. sideline, doesn't give a shit. It's <laughs> oh, yeah. He's the king of terrible body language. There's no doubt about it. Hey, and before yeah, the- on, Jay. Oh, okay. sorry, I didn't mean cut you off. But before we move on, there was one more quarterback that's in that same conversation as Carson Wentz. Like the great stats, but when it comes to the big moments as he come through, do you think the Vikings are they going to stay with Kirk Cousins, or is that a, <laughs> or they may be looking for a quarterback too? You see, if I were them, I'd be looking for a quarterback. If you can't get one in free agency again, but there's, there's not too many to go around, and they're not going to get Rodgers, obviously. Um, but I would be looking in the draft. If they like a quarterback in the draft, if they really do like a quarterback in the draft, they should go after him because I think that Kirk Cousins has already proven that he's not going to take you to the promised land. And they have a good team, and they have to get a little bit better on defense in order to be able to yeah. contend. But, yeah, Cousins, yeah, he puts like, – like you said, he puts up good numbers, but he doesn't win you the games. You know, he doesn't make those really big – once in a while he does, he'll have a fourth quarter comeback. But, no, I'm with you. I think that they, they need to move on. They do. Yeah. They need to move on. And the last thing about Carson Wentz, D, is that he would have thrown a hell of a lot more than seven interceptions because he wasn't throwing the ball a lot this year. They were running like crazy. So yeah. had he thrown the ball another 100, 150 times, he probably would have had 20 picks, you know? So screw yeah, it. It's very, it's very true. They protected him a lot. They put him They put him in the best situation possible to succeed. Outside of maybe having more weapons on the outside because T.Y. looks like he's definitely on the downside of his career. Right. You know, like you mentioned, Pittman is a good receiver, but he's not a great number one option. So right. outside of that, though, they did everything else possible. Good old line, good protection. You have a good tight end. Like you have everything there to succeed, and he still couldn't do it. Still couldn't do it. Still couldn't do it. That's why he's got to go. They got to figure something else out, you know, before all these guys, you know, are getting other contracts and they're getting older and leaving or whatever it may be. So we'll see. 
We'll Every see. Every time I All hear right. your cousin's name, I just think immediately in my head, well, if I die, I die. Like, that's just <laughs> immediately that comes to, like, he yelled, like, he just did not care. I mean, it's one of those word association things. Say yeah. cousins, that's exactly what I think about. He has a few phrases that will definitely yeah. live with him forever. If yeah. I die, yeah. I you die. Like that? You like, you like that? that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he's got quite a few. Yeah, he does. But uh, yeah, better play in the field. You get better uh, mannerisms then. But uh, on to the next thing. Hey, Nikki, you had a pretty cool idea with this whole most hated teams by location. Why don't you kick this thing off for us over here? What? Oh, our map? Yeah. Oh, the map. Okay, yeah. So this was 2021. I can't take credit for this. This is somebody posted it. Um, All right, so it's the 2021 most hated NFL teams by state. And let me see if I flip it, can everybody see it or no? No, you can't see it. That's terrible. Not so much. You know but we'll, tweet. we'll tweet it out and we'll put it on the website for you guys to check it out. There you go. But Perfect. Let's just do, let's just do this. So basically, wow, that's funny. So new England hates the jets, right? The Northeast mm-hmm. hates the Cowboys. And uh, yes. you know, we're including yeah. Maryland in there, Virginia. Oh my God. So the states aren't labeled. So I may screw up your state. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Get Florida meets the Patriots. That's very funny. Yes, they do. But I find that weird. You know, PA yeah, even hates the Cowboys. I mean, maybe South Florida, Miami with the Patriots. But other than that, like the whole state. Yeah. yeah. Look at how many people hate uh, Tampa Bay. What is that? Basically the entire. Yeah. Southeast there. See, that's the part I so, disagree with. Like Louisiana, we might not love the Bucks because they're division rivals, but we don't really hate the Bucks. It's not, it's, you know, our hatred is for the Falcons. It's always going to be the Falcons. Yes. <laughs> that's who we hate. The Bucks had their little success with Tom Brady. Cool. They beat us in that playoff game. So we didn't didn't love it. But uh, hatred towards the Bucks, now nah, we never really, they weren't really a factor enough. For us to hate them in a division, like so, no, it wasn't. And now they're gonna go back to being the Bucks. We don't really <laughs> have a have a yeah. strong hatred for the Buccaneers. It's always gonna be the Falcons who we hate in Louisiana for sure. Tennessee hates Baltimore, Mike. Just so I see my pat saying Tennessee hates the Colts. <laughs> yep, they hate Baltimore. You guys look at Texas. Oh my God, this is embarrassing. Was that Arizona? The Eagles hate. Oh my God. Yeah, there's <laughs> a lot of Eagles hate. You know what I was surprised though. And, like and no joke, I'm not even trying to poke fun at you, Nikki. I no Giants hate. Oh, wow. I didn't even appear in the map. That's weird. Like, yeah, well, there's not even a blip yeah. on anybody's radar. <laughs> the, whole, the whole state of California was filled up with Seattle Seahawks, though. That's for sure. I'm freaking. <laughs> this is one too. <laughs> that's it. The whole damn state. <laughs> oh my god, that's fun. oh no, Hawaii hates them. Oh, why? Okay. Well, good. You know, maybe we'll drop a volcano on their ass or something like that. I don't know. So, yeah, it's why over states they hate the Raiders, of course. Uh, what else? Got a lot of Green Bay hate, a little bit of Steelers hate, a little bit of Baltimore, but it's about what you would expect. America loves the Chiefs, apparently. They really do. There's there's very little hate going on uh, with the Chiefs. I think maybe up in the Illinois area, if I'm right, uh, but that's about it. No, uh, what state is that? Utah. Oh, is it Utah? Utah. Oh, okay. This so is, I need to get credit for this because this it's is probably, not it's probably a lot of Denver Broncos fans in Utah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I yeah. did ask right. them when I went there, when I went snowmobiling. I says, who are you, like, who are you guys, you know, fans of? Uh, <laughs> yes. 
Denver. Okay. Yeah, my personal hatred out of you guys, Cowboys forever and the Seahawks. Those are my two teams, but I also can't stand the Lions and the Bears, and I don't know why. I just don't oh like my. either one. Of them. <laughs> The, the Lions and the Bears, or the Tigers, I guess, for that matter. I don't know. Like, D, like, what 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 team can't – other than the Falcons, is there another team that you yeah. just can't stand? Uh, other than the Falcons, I don't I don't like teams that are just bad all the time. So, like, the Lions, like, do something. Like, uh, I, feel like I feel like it's that meme where you're poking it with a stick. Do something. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just – I don't – I hate incompetence – over a long period of time. So, yeah, the Lions, uh, Cowboys. It's more Cowboys fans. Uh, no disrespect, nothing, but it's, it's more Cowboys fans that I dislike more than yeah. the Cowboys themselves. Yeah, exactly. Just crazy, and every year is their year. <laughs> it's like, wow, really? Really, Cowboys fans? Every yep. year is your year? Yeah. Uh, the Chargers, because they moved from San Diego to L.A. for what? <laughs> like, so me living in San Diego for seven years, I know a lot of Chargers fans. And if they would have just stayed there and worked out a way to get a new stadium there, mm-hmm. people would have showed up for them in San Diego. Now they're in L.A. where they're pretty much homeless. Like no one shows up for, their, like, for them. They're the road team even at home. Yeah. Like, and the, the stupid letter, that's what really made me hate them. The owner wrote this letter when they moved from San Diego to L.A. saying, our initial home was in L.A. We're going to have the fans that were there for our first year back in 1959. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? Nobody's those even people, alive from back then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I say those people are either dead or too old to go to the games. <laughs> what are you talking about? They're going to be there from the inaugural year. They remember you guys. And then he put up one picture of somebody who had like an original L.A. Chargers shirt. So they found oh, wow. somebody with an original L.A. Chargers shirt that was all ripped up. They probably used it as like a rag to clean their their kitchen. Probably. <laughs> you're like you're talking about. Oh, I found. You know, they got fans out here who remember us from those days. No, they don't. You just wanted to be in L.A. and you're stupid enough to move there, and now you have no home, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> you played yourself. Yes. <laughs> oh man, Mike. So you're saying the charges are representing for LA's homeless population in LA? <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. That's who. Yeah. That's who they need to they like need to bring to the game. Fan base. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki, we we are, so we all hate the Cowboys. That's a given, yeah. and we know that you hate the Eagles and yeah. the Commanders now. Yeah. But outside <laughs> of the division, who, who who else? Um. Oh my gosh, I. No, all of my hatred energy goes towards the Eagles it's and the Cowboys. It really, really, really does. I do not feel that immense hatred for any other team except for the rest of my division. Like, I just freaking hate them. I do. I use up all that hatred for them. That's why Nikki stays in such good shape because when she's working out, she's sticking Cowboys, Command, <laughs> Eagles. Get them. Let's go. Maybe every every like five they, do, they do have boxing on the Peloton now, so she's probably doing that. There you go. <laughs> All, right. All right, get your jab working. All right, let's make it happen. I That's love a it. Great ab workout. Did it yeah. once. I wanted to puke. <laughs> it's that's no joke boxing like oh my god that's not an everyday thing no oh no for sure uh, you gotta take a you gotta take a day or two in between after those workouts that's why i have such respect for boxers mma fighters outside of getting punched in the face yeah the shape that you have <laughs> the shape that you have to be in to do those sports is absolutely nuts like you shadow oh. box for three minutes it's the oh. longest three minutes yeah 
of your life. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, 100%. it's it's nuts, man. Yeah, well, I used to... you take two days in between the boxing workout. I was like three weeks. I'm like, I'm just <laughs> <to> or something. <laughs> no, D's right. Just even a three minute sparring yeah. round. It's like yeah, holy it's crap! Oh my god! It's like um, it's like, and then it's the fastest sixty seconds of your life to get back out there for the second round. I'm like, oh my God, really? <laughs> I'm like, ah, okay, let's do this. All right, let's make it happen. All right, well, let's make this happen. Staple of the show. Here we go. I say what? I think it's very Come on. That's right. On top. It's tricky. It's a fight. Here we go. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On time is tricky. It's tricky. 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 Every week it's a beautiful thing. Now with Nikki, the chair dancing doesn't get any better than what we got going on over here on third and three. It is time for Nikki to make, well, at least embarrass me while D wins. We'll see what, <laughs> what the questions are gonna be. Nikki, what do we got this week? Well, before we get into what Knowledge with Nikki is for this week, for all that chair dancing, I'm sure you guys need some athletic apparel, some accessories. <laughs> That's right. Knowledge with Nikki is brought to you by Reebok. If you go on the third and three podcast.com website, you're going to see the Reebok banner. We got 60% off apparel and accessories for you. Check us out later in the week. The sneaker sale is about to drop. So I will update that for you guys. You'll have an exclusive link. Um, but Excellent. lucky for you guys, today is Dr. Seuss Day. Dr. Seuss Day. Oh my God, I will not eat it in a house. I will not eat it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. man, I really got to start checking out these things though, so I can study for this shit. But all right, yeah, here we go. Study. I will tell you, my yeah, I'll my mom will probably know every answer to this Dr. Mm -hmm. Seuss trivia. Yeah, at school. They have it all week. I don't know. It's a thing. Ma, hold off on the answers. Give us like 10 seconds so Damien and I can't cheat off of you. <laughs> all right. Who's up first? Uh, I believe I... this week is me. I believe. Okay. Okay. Thanks, Ma. All right, Question one. How many copies of Dr. Seuss's books have been sold to date? Wow. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure it's a crazy, crazy amount. Uh, I'm going to go with 50 million. Jay? 1.2 billion. 200 million. Oh. oh, okay. I thought it'd be higher. D, what'd you say? 500? I said 50. Oh, 50. Oh, my bad. Okay. All right. All right. Ma, All did right. you know? <laughs> uh, okay, D. Question number two: How many words? This is multiple choice, by the way. I'll give you okay. multiple choice. How many words did Dr. Seuss use in *The Cat in the Hat*? One hundred and seventy-five, three hundred and ten, two twenty, or one ninety? I'm gonna go one seventy-five. Jay. One ninety. Two twenty. Of course. Oh. <laughs> I, knew, I knew it wasn't that many because it was very minimal words on each page. Yeah. I, remember, I yeah. remember that. You say and and the 45 times in the book. Then Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I right. think the 10 second lag time is 
hurting you guys. Maybe you should let her answer quicker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go, D. Question number three. What color is a Lorax? Uh, is it orange? A Lorax is not orange. Jay. Try to think of what the hell that is. Um, <laughs> I don't know why purple comes to mind. No. Okay. <laughs> brown. They are brown. Brown. All right. That makes sense. You know, I don't remember either. Scene. And then I saw the book cover. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. They're brown. Brownish purple. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, Jay, I'm not. I mean, we got to analyze the book cover and the colors now. And right? Get it's half really point. magenta. <laughs> All right, D. What Dr. Seuss book is this line from? Did you ever fly a kite in bed? Did you ever walk with 10 cats in your head? My Dr. Seuss knowledge is very limited. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a ton of books to pick from. Um, Dr. Seuss, I should be doing better in this category. Is it green, oh. green eggs, and ham? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's like the only one I know. <laughs> Jay, you wanna you wanna try? Again, the line was, did you ever fly a kite in bed? Did you ever walk with 10 cats in your head? I'm trying to think of the other books. Um, I don't want to take forever over here. Um, what was it again? Just one more time. Did you ever Maybe. fly a kite in bed? Did you ever walk with 10 cats in your head? <laughs> she was like, yeah, maybe I did. I mean, you don't know what I did. <laughs> um, oh, man. This is ridiculous. Uh, the Grinch? Grinch. Dr. Seuss is the Grinch? No? Uh, one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. Oh, okay. Okay. I actually remember that book. All right. Didn't remember okay. the answer, though. Are you ready? Cool. Yes. Okay, Jay, here we go. At what age did Dr. Seuss get his first book published? At what age did he get his first book published? Um, wow. Forty-two. I'm gonna go with eighteen. No, thirty. All right, thirty. Right now. Of course, right in the middle. <laughs> okay, Jay, ready? Here we go. Number two, right. multiple choice, multiple choice for you. Multiple choice. Here we go. Okay. What is Dr. Seuss's first name? Rob, Ted, Bill, or John? I think I know this. Um. What's his real first name? Uh, it's, uh, isn't it like um, Theodore? Theodore, right? Isn't it Theodore? It or is. Theodore. Yep. One point. Nice job. Wow. When you said Ted, I'm like, right? Ted, Theodore. Okay, cool. I got one. I'm proud of myself. Okay. <laughs> Good job. Okay, here okay. we go. How many stripes were on the hat? Of the cat in the hat. How many stripes were on the hat and the cat in the hat? Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> closing my eyes trying to picture it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I keep seeing a dumb movie though. <laughs> um, seven. No, eight. I'm gonna say twelve. No, five. Mm. See, the one in the movie had a lot more stripes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like you need to hit up a book fair. <laughs> Mom got it. She got it. There you right, go, Molly. Okay. Last one for you. Here we go. Okay. How many humps were were there on the wump of Mr. Grump? <laughs> How many humps were there? <laughs> Holy shit! How many humps? Um, wow, this is going to have to be some really educated guess right now. Um, it's how many humps? How many humps were on the wump of Mr. Grump? Right. The wump. Four. Okay. I'm going to say two. Seven. 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 What a big ass hump. Seven. Huh? <laughs> right? That's, that's like a lot of humps. That um, really good is. Good job, guys. Nice job. Nice Great job. Great question. Job, Thank you. I finally got one. It's about time. You know, I'll take it. I'll take it any way I can get it. All right? My you one weird get it on like a random week. It's like Dr. Seuss week. Jay's like, I took this one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take what I can get. Take what I can get. Theodore. All right. That was the only thing I knew. <laughs> oh, shoot. All right. Knowledge with Nikki brought to you by Reebok. Go get your kicks. Get over to 3rd and 3 Podcast and get that damn thing going. All right. So that was Knowledge with Nikki. Always tricky. Got one out of eight answers. Hopefully we'll do better next week, but who knows what the hell she's got on the docket. As we get into our next segment, which Damien is going to introduce as we got Mount Player Player coming up. Yes, so this edition of Mount Player Player is brought to you by Beer Drop. So whenever you're trying to be a player, it's better to do that with some liquor in your system. And the best way to get that liquor in your system is to have it delivered to you. Ooh. Beer Drop delivers all types of beers from all over the country to you for a very cheap price. So if you go to 3rd3podcast.com, scroll down a little bit, you'll get that cheap price on Beer Drop and get access to all different kinds of beers coming to you. You don't have to go get it. It comes to you. You can drink at the safety of your home. Well done, my friend. Excellent job. And they got to hire you from like professional promos on ads on TV. Man, that, was that was perfect right there, my friend. Did you do that on the fly or did you write like a read? No, I always go over like just go off of what Jay says. So like whatever Jay says, I'm going to always use that to go into it. Man's got a great brain. It's a beautiful thing. He sure That's part of third and three. Couldn't do it without him. All right, D. So we got Mount Player Player. Top four things we hate. Very interesting, huh? Yes. Oh, boy. This should be good. This, this right. is made for Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> so I Absolutely. Think just, I think Nikki should start it off with her number four. I agree. Oh, man. There were so many things to pick from, right? Like you could go athlete. You could She's go like, sports team. You could go. Yeah, my co-host Jason. You know, I got to be. <laughs> so many things I hate. I just cannot even pick them. But. 
you know, we can only pick our top four. So I'm sure none of these will really surprise anybody if you, A, know me, B, you've listened to the show. So just a recap for fresh new listeners, right? So aside from this show, I hate Wednesday, right? Um, I know that (laughs) for being hashtag Team Monday. But again, I maintain... Monday, before you get to work or you start your day, wherever you're doing, you're taking the kids, whatever you got to do, yeah, nothing has spun out of control yet. You, you, It's a fresh start. It feels fresh and new. It's like, I'm going to take on this week. It's going to be a great week. No. By the time I get to Wednesday afternoon, everything has gone to hell. It's gone to shit. Nothing has gone to plan. My checklist is out the window. And it's just pure chaos. And really, the only thing getting me through is like, oh, I get the podcast tonight. Um, not only that, but like Wednesday afternoon is a freaking slog to get through, right? You're just like, oh my God, come on Thursday. So I'm almost to Friday. Just a whole mental game. I generally hate Wednesday. If it wasn't for the show, I would completely hate Wednesday. So you guys save it a little bit for me, but middle of the week, I'm not here for it. Well, I'm glad we could do that at least, but you know what? It sounds like we can analogize if that's the right word. You're week to snow like monday you get a fresh powder snow everything is looking nice and clean it's all good and everything you know then you get out there monday night it's like all right messed it up a little bit tuesday more footprints and by the time wednesday comes around it's just dirt and crap and all stuff all over the place so yeah that, there you go. exactly that dirt crap all over the place <laughs> dirt crap all over the place on wednesday except for when we do the show so at least we got you there nick we can hook you up all right yes all right uh i'll take yeah, the next one tuesday? Um, work. I don't like fucking working. All right. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I just, I hate it. All right. I want to yeah. win that lotto. Okay. And I'll take care of my people. I'll open up homeless shelters. I'll create jobs. Like I keep telling God, I'm like, God, it's not all for me. I want to help out. people. I will do it, but I just don't want to work no more, bro. So hook a brother up. So that's what I'm trying to say. I don't want to work unless it's something I love like this. All right. Mm-hmm. I will do this for a living. Damn, I gotta wake up, crack a freaking dawn. I mean, it's still dark outside. I'm like, all right, now I gotta get in the shower, wiping the crap out of my eyes. Is my coffee ready yet? Oh shit, I didn't hit the freaking start button. Damn it. So kind of like that. I don't like work. There's too much that goes into it. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) No, I definitely feel you on that one, Jay. Like it's getting up. Especially if you don't like the job, getting up and going to it. And then once you get there, you look at the clock, feel like an hour in the past, it's only five minutes. You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the worst. I always try not to look at the clock. That's like my biggest enemy at work. Don't look at the damn clock. Yeah. I literally used to put like a piece of tape over the corner of the computer with a right. shows the time <laughs> to try to make it go faster. It still didn't work. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, so for my number four, I thought about this earlier today. So earlier today, I went to Costco mm-hmm. and there's so many people just in the way, moving so slow <laughs> and, don't, <laughs> and don't know where they're going. I hate people who don't know where they're going and just stop in the middle of the aisle. Like if I'm going, <laughs> if I'm going and I'm like, oh, man, I don't know exactly where this item is. I'll pull my cart to the side and maybe try to ask somebody where this item is so I can go directly there. But they will literally just stop and look around. Like I literally was behind somebody and had to like slam on my imaginary brakes because they just stopped and literally just started looking around. 
I was like, what are you doing? Just stop and walk around. It's like rubbernecking on traffic. It's like, you know, like, what's going on? Over Who gives yeah. a shit? Move. <laughs> it's like, I hate when there's too many people in the grocery store, too. So, like, I've been to Costco and I've made the mistake of going early in the morning. So, I didn't know that usually there's older people there that get to go an hour before everybody else. So, I got there at 10 when they opened, but they had already had people there. I'm thinking I'm going to be one of the first people in there ready to go. No, it was a bunch of people there. And it was so crowded. And again, people just stopping in the middle of the aisle, not knowing where they're going, just looking around. And I know one day we're all going to get old. We're going to be the people moving slow in the store one day. So I get that. <laughs> but man, I just, I know when I get to that age, I'm going to stop and move to the side and ask somebody where the stuff is. So I'm yeah. not in some young person's way getting on their nerves. <laughs> because I remember how this feels now. So that's my number four. People that's just being all in the way in the grocery store. That's a good one right there. I like that. Yeah. And Ma coming through over here, she's like, yeah, like people like that, like driving who are rubbing neck and she just wants to get out the car and slap them. There you go, Ma. Just smack them right across the head. That's great. Loving the four so far. All right, Nikki, number three. Oh, man. Okay. So this is oddly like specific, but um, I hate when you, I don't know if you guys like take fitness class. Well, I mean, maybe you said you try out boxing workouts or whatever. Any workout that you go to, right? That's like class or led by an instructor. I really freaking hate these crazy ass sequences. And they just shout it out. You don't show me. I don't know what you're doing. It's like half a lunge, jump up, half burpee, do a headstand, downward dog, do a bicep curl. Like, what the fuck is this? You would tell. You're like, want to watch me to make sure I have correct form. I don't even know what you're doing. There's way too much <laughs> in and like an eight count. We're trying to go to the beat of the music. I'm just like, it is crazy. It's all over the place. So if you're going to put together some crazy ass workout, please like show us once. I appreciate the instructors who are like, oh, hey, check this out first. Get it. And then we'll like go full, full force. I'm cool with that. But you got these instructors who are just like, you're doing the craziest shit. They don't even show you. They're shouting it out. And then they're yelling at you that you can't keep up. Come on, go harder. You can. I'm like, what are you even doing? So <laughs> I understand that. Like, I need to ease into it. And I really hate the instructors that yell at you because you know what it makes me want to do? So you just want to take my towel, just throw oh. it in their face and walk out the door. Like, no, I don't want to do another burpee. How about <laughs> it? I hate burpee. I don't want to do it. And you can't make me. I know I'm paying right. you, but. Exactly. You can't make um, me. I don't want to do anything. <laughs> oh man, no, it's boxing classes are the worst when it comes to that. So you're already tired, and then they throw out this combination that you would never see in an actual boxing match. <laughs> they'll, they'll be like, they're like, oh, all right, now we're gonna do a one, two, six, seven, eight, nine, three, four, two, and you're like, what? What did yep. you just say? Yep. I'm gonna do a jab and a straight right hand. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know exactly what you just said. And I hate when they do that because you're like I said, because it's harder to think when you're fatigued. So you're already tired, and then they throw out 10 punches for you to do. Like, no, through something that's normal that you're actually doing a boxing match so that we can keep up with it. And like you said, they don't show you. So they're like, one, there's some people in there who don't box, so they don't know the numbers. So when you're right. like one, two, seven, eight, and they're like, they know a one, two. That's about it, though. Like, once you go to a different yeah. number, they're yeah. like, it just goes all out of whack. And these people have to learn how to do the punches. So you're doing this all fast and not even throwing the punches correctly because you just want to show off your memory. <laughs> it's like, no, like, let us see exactly what this is while you're no going doubt. through it. All of them don't watch boxing like me, so you're not going to know what you're talking about. So, yeah, I'm with you, Nikki, on that one, for sure. <laughs> 
Man, that is something that's funny. Yep, with the numbers. I mean, yeah, really, it's just, yeah, this number, that, nobody you're calling out, like, oh, hold on a second. I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Show me. Like you said, yeah, show me. Show me. Yeah. Even like when you're at work, it's like, you know, don't just throw me into the business. Show me what the fuck to do so everything can get done yeah. the right way. Yeah, because then they want to yell at you that you didn't do it right. Well, you didn't show me. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> right. What do you expect to freaking happen? Like, you're giving like a grenade to a child, you idiot. You don't make any sense. <laughs> <All right. laughs> anyway, my number three is people, it's kind of related a little bit, people who use and abuse their authority, people who put down other people, all in that nutshell. And you can take it from work where, you know, you have a boss who's on their high horse or whatever, and you know, you're just a little peon. You mean nothing. Go do your work, you know, kind of stuff like that. And, you know, just, again, people who do abuse their authority or in higher positions, um, you know, like a principal at school or something like that will take advantage of their authority and just people. And, you know, again, whether it's business or um, I don't even, even if you're on like a team or something like that, whatever it may be, there are just people who always abuse it and they abuse people as a result of it. And it's just not a good look. And I just think people really need to like take a step back and be more empathetic, you know, more than once in a while, because, you know, the old saying, you know, you don't know until you walk a mile in somebody's shoes sort of thing. Yeah. It's very true. It's it's a hundred percent true. So while you're being all up on your high horse and you're putting these other people down because you know you think you're a big shot, you know you're doing a lot more damage than you think. So you know, I, money talks, but sometimes money should make you shut the fuck up and listen once in a while. <laughs> yeah. It's very true. Like one thing I've always said is that people who are in higher positions should be hired from those ranks that had to come up. So if you start yeah, at the bottom and you work your way up, you're going to know what it's like to be the guy dealing with the customers on the phone or be the guy entering right. data all day. So you're and going you to have more empathy. Yeah, exactly. You're going to have more empathy towards those people and you're going to know exactly what they're saying and you're going to listen to them. One thing about that that I hated was when people who were quote unquote on the bottom would have ideas and then the people at the top would just dismiss them because they're not managers. These are the mm -hmm. people who deal with this on a daily basis. They see everything. Yeah, so right. they're the ones who see exactly what's going on and what's going wrong. I've literally had jobs where the company lost money when someone like myself came to them and told them, hey, you might want to change this. Customers do not like this. I've had a very a plethora of people come to me and say, this isn't working. You guys should change this. Something you guys should look into. They dismissed it. Next thing you know, they're getting sued by a plethora of people <laughs> because they didn't pay attention to this thing that a bunch of people working in customer service told them, yo, this this should change. So yeah. that's another thing that goes with what you were saying there. Nah, man, you're you're right on. And Ma's agreeing with you. And she's also putting in the point that, yeah, that these people need to make themselves feel better a lot of the times. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that that's 100 percent psychology accurate uh, there, Ma. So, yeah, way to go on that one. Yep. I, I just don't like that. And I know that I've been in managerial positions where I've, you know, people were working under me and God, I treated them as equals all the time. And that's what you have to do, especially in business. You know, you don't want these people coming in, A, hating their job, B, hating you, and therefore not going to be productive. You know, that you got to get the most out of people by getting onto their level. So, you know, anyway, that's my number three, but that also could be a number one. So anyway, what do you got, D? Uh, for my number three, it is something that's very specific to our world. I uh, hate bad podcast hosts. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, I like, yeah. I like yeah. that. I like, there are some shitty ones out there, so good job. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, so 
it, we, we work in a very saturated field where it's hard to stand out, right? And our podcast is doing a good job of that, but it still it takes so much to stand out in a field where there's so many different shows to choose from. And well it's hard to do that, especially when you have celebrities who can get all the guests in the world. And then when you listen to their show, you're like, they didn't ask anything. Nothing right. was accomplished here <laughs> with this podcast just now. If I could have this guest, it would be such a better interview. And sometimes that comes off as being jealous. And a little bit of it is like I can't get the big time guests at a whim. I have to work really hard to get that guest on the show. Right. It's going to be some big time guy. And with a, another celebrity, they know them. They can just call them. They can just text them. Hey, come on the show. And it's exactly. you know easier for them to do that. But because they can do that, they don't prepare. So you'll have a show where you have a celebrity host who knows this guy, they're going to go easy on them and not ask the tough questions. And because they're already celebrities, they're going to, to do the big numbers. So they're not going to think about, oh, this was a bad show. Oh, they did the numbers. And everybody watching is like, oh, this is epic, right? right. Yep. And yep. I, I watched a show recently. I'm not going to call it the show, but I watched a show recently. They had Floyd Mayweather on. You guys know how big I am on boxing. Oh, yeah. Recently did a Floyd Mayweather article on 33podcast.com. Go check it and out. And a great article. Great job. <laughs> thank, you, thank, you, thank you so much. So when they had him on, he would just throw out general sayings like uh, generational wealth. And you're like, okay, how do you get there? How do you help others yeah. get to the point of having that? Like follow-up questions on this stuff, right? Instead, they're like, oh, you got generational wealth? Proven. He's like calling his person who runs his jet. They're like, oh, this is epic. He called the dude. He could have called a random person. We don't yeah. know that's the guy yeah, right? <laughs> who, who actually flies the plane. Uh, it's, and that again is not information you're just showing off that you have a private jet how do we get there how do we get to your level and have a private jet or how do we get to a level of having generational wealth those follow-up questions that more journalists and experienced podcast hosts who are on the grind like we are would ask so for me my biggest pet peeves is bad podcast hosts ones who don't ask good questions and also ones who cut off people trying to answer their questions. Uh, like there was another one I was watching with um, Jalen Ramsey was a guest and Jalen Ramsey was trying to explain how it was blown out of proportion that Jameis Winston stole the, uh, the crab legs. Uh, he was like, oh. it was, <laughs> he was like, he wasn't really stealing the crab legs. Like the guy gave him the crab legs because he went to Florida state. He, you know, you're in college. He's the big time quarterback. Just one of the highest. I mean, he's going to get hookups. So people were like, he didn't steal. And he was trying to tell a story. And the guy just kept cutting them off, saying crab leg jokes instead of letting him <laughs> come in and stand up for his guy. Say that hey, Jameis wasn't really stealing those crab legs; they got blown way out of proportion. But instead of him letting him get that out, he wanted to get his jokes in. Uh -huh. You have a guest on; you're you're having the guest on to let them shine. Like when we had Teron on, we're asking him questions because we know he has knowledge. We're not going to cut him off, right? And not let him speak because we want to get our jokes in. We have our time to get our jokes in. Yes. <laughs> like when we have a guest on, we're going to let that guest shine. So that's my number three is bad podcast hosts. I, I, I love that. I love that a lot. And again, I'm not here to pick on, on anybody else. And I, look, I think the three of us do a great job because we have that chemistry. It's like, you know, we're, we're all three of us are the host of the show and it just works out well that way. But I hear, you know, I listen to other shows, other podcasts and even professional ones like you're talking about. And yes, the follow-up questions aren't there. These puff questions are there. And it's not getting anything that we don't already know about this yeah. person or player or whatever it is. So, and, and also it's the approach, the way you speak, the way you ask the questions, the way that you flow with the show and whether you have guests or co-hosts. And 
Yeah, again, we're not, we're not trying to pat ourselves on the back, but that's why we work. You know, we all get uh, right. Yeah. There, we might as well do it, Nikki. Pat yeah. ourselves. Yeah. We we I'll all get our spot. Yeah. <laughs> we, we all get it, and you know, we've been doing this for a while now, where we know it's like you don't step on people's toes, and you, know, you try to do the best job you can. So I like D. That's a great one. I really like that, man. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. So what's number two, Nikki? Oh man, number two, my most hated thing. No, not tomatoes. Although <laughs> it's very hard not putting them in my top four. Um, I hate pointless small talk. I'm pretty sure I ranted about this last year. I really, really hate it. I, we need to normalize just calling somebody and being like, uh, like, hey, so-and-so, I need this. Like it is, hi, how are you? Great, how are you? Oh, doing okay today. How was your weekend? Fine, how was yours? Oh, waiting for the weather to get better. Oh yeah, can't wait for spring. <laughs> Jesus Christ, by the time we finish the stupid small talk, you could have told me what you wanted. I actually picked up the phone today and I, today was just a very crazy busy day. I answer the phone. I'm always on speaker, which I know is rude. I don't do that in public, but in my office. <laughs> I pick it up and I said to this person, what do you want? Like, just, I know you need something. Just tell me what you want. Just, like, point. just normalize it. And I work for somebody who also hates small talk. So I very much appreciate that in him. He will call me and be like, hey, Nick, I need whatever. And hang up the phone. Right. And a lot of people don't like that. They're like, oh, my God. He just hangs up the phone. Like, all my, and I'm like, what? Like, do we have to say bye? Have a good day? I just. You know, I don't know. I don't like the small talk. If I'm standing in line, don't talk to me. I don't really care how your day is going. That's the thing. Like, you don't really care. So just read your magazine in the checkout line, whatever you're doing. Don't ask me any questions. And listen, I think it's okay to just pick up the phone and ask somebody, hey, I need this. That's all. Like, I don't need to know about the weather and, you know, that you picked up little Susie from school because she wasn't <laughs> Yeah, I'm good on that. So just like, let's eliminate the small talk. I think that's okay. Hey, I'm with you. I'm not a phone person either. Real quick, want to say what's up to Paul Matty over here saying what's up from Playlandia Beach, Florida, if I'm pronouncing oh. that correctly. So yeah. Okay. And maybe that's a place you need to do my player player from now on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where is that? I want, where, not that I'm. No, Jay, do you know where that? No, I mean that's stupid. That's Playa, like Playa Linda. I don't know, but now Playa, Playa Linda's in the house, man. That that's great <laughs> right there. I love it. I love it. Way to go, Paul. You brought it to the show, man. Excellent, excellent. And uh, you're cracking them up, Nikki. So good job on that one. Yeah, Leo, I probably hate small talk too. Well, I don't like it either. I'm with you. And listen, it's okay. Look, have a nice greeting. Hey, how you doing? Here's what's going on. Boom. Let's get to it. Especially in business, man. Oh, 50 yeah. miles outside of uh, East Orlando. Okay. okay. I'm uh, down in uh, uh, Palm Beach, Paul. Maybe we'll meet up. We'll talk some football and grab a beer or something. But no, man, I I'm totally with you. Um, Let's get to the point. I mean, you're talking to a friend. You know, it's different. You want to hear what they yeah, have. I care. Yeah. Right. But to have, you know, again, I'm with you. All this small talk, like we said, the house, the weather. and this. Who gives a <laughs> flying fuck? All right. This has to be in by 12 o'clock. That's all I need you to do. So let's get to the point. I, I totally get you, Nikki. I do. All right. So what's your number two, Jay? My number two. Uh, yeah, you guys definitely would see this one coming because I've bitched about it on freaking applause, tomatoes, <laughs> unpopular, everything. Traffic sucks. It just oh. sucks. And I always say, I know this for a fact. There are three people or four people 
in the lanes ahead, and they've all conspired together. We're going 40 miles an hour, so everybody back there is fucked. There is no traffic lights on the parkway or whatever the hell you want to call it. It should be moving. Let's go. Stop rubbing neck and everything. Don't look at your damn phone every two seconds. Put the radio on, open up the window, and fucking drive. Let's go. We all want to get home. It's been a long day at work. Go. And it surprises me. It seems like some of these people don't want to go home. They don't want to, you know, it's like, I just want to stay on the road as long as maybe, I don't know, maybe the kids are driving them crazy or the wife of the, I don't know what it is, but a lot of these people seriously don't want to go home and they're preventing me from getting home and it drives me nuts. And if you are in the left lane and you're going 60 miles per hour, may God have mercy on your soul because I'm coming after you. I'm telling (laughs) you right now, you better put that foot on that gas or get into the freaking right lane and exit this parkway right now. There are rules. You got to abide by it. And I am sick and tired of being stuck in traffic when they made these roads specifically so there won't be any traffic. That was the reason. But we got it anyway. I can't take it. I can't. <laughs> yeah. And uh, traffic is the absolute worst. Uh, coming from somebody who lived in California for seven years. Oh, oh it's the, <laughs> the absolute worst, man. Especially in L.A. Like L.A. would have traffic at times when you're like, how? Like it's ten o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. Why is there traffic right now? And y'all got like seven lanes there too. There's like seven yeah. lanes on the freeway. So what the hell's the matter with you guys? Yeah, it'll be at the weirdest times. Doesn't matter when it is. No event going on. Traffic. And you're like, why is there traffic right now? And sometimes you're like, okay, I know it's overcrowded and there's too many people, but again, it's a straight road. So people, <laughs> it's a, like the highway. It should be no traffic. I don't understand it. And one thing that people in California, the, like one of the reasons there's traffic, because people don't want to let you merge in, which oh. forces like a bunch of people get backed up because they're not letting this one person in. And like you could have just let this person in and kept going. It would have been a very easy merge, intertwine the cars. And you keep going. We right. all you should know how to do this. Yeah. Yes, California was the absolute worst, especially L.A. L.A. is horrible. That's heard. <laughs> Yeah, Paul, you're right. The snowbirds that come down here to uh, South Florida, I swear to God, half of them from Quebec, Canada. I have no idea why. And they just don't know what the hell's going on. They have no, they're driving on the right side of the road. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But uh, yeah, traffic, man. So what do you got, D? So for my number two, it's the random guy at the sports bar who doesn't know sports. That's awesome. But for some reason, wants to talk sports with me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh, it's the absolute worst, man. Because a lot of times, like I used to, before I had the NFL Sunday package, I would go to a bar to watch the Saints game. Because it you know, wouldn't be showing here in Arizona or in California. It wouldn't be the game on. Right. So I'll go to you know Buffalo Wild Wings, something like that to watch the game and somebody always sits next to me and always wants to talk. And immediately I can tell they know nothing. (laughs) And they'll see me taking notes or whatever. So I expect people to be curious. You know, they see me taking notes. Oh, you know, why are you taking notes? I'll tell them, oh, you know, I'm a podcast host just taking, you know, notes for my podcast or on this particular game. I might do a video afterwards or whatever. And the thing is, I usually stop because I don't, I'm not comfortable soliciting I need to get better with that. I'm not comfortable soliciting in like in those places and be like, oh, you should listen to my podcast. If they ask a follow up question, that's when I'll tell them like, oh, you can follow here or you can do this. But if they don't ask after that. I'll just leave it alone. 
Because I don't yeah. want to feel like I'm bothering somebody by telling them to go subscribe and all this stuff. So usually I was like, oh, you know, just for my podcast, I do on the side. And I'll go back to writing my notes. But then, oh, so what do you think about, you know, <laughs> this and that? Like, <laughs> yeah. it always, and it's like I said, and if it was somebody who knew, like knew sports and was curious and wanted to get my opinion, cool. I love talking sports. I could do it all yeah. day. But it's always somebody who looks, they want to look like they know the part or they would just want to look the part. It's like, you ain't got to, you ain't got to lie, Craig. Like, (laughs) you ain't got to lie to kick it. It's okay. Like if you are just here with your friends and they want to have a good time, you just came along. Cool. Just let me know that. Right. And if you have any questions, I'll let you know, but don't have to fake the funk about, you knowing about, especially boxing is the worst. People will go to watch a boxing match and people act like they know something. They have no clue about boxing because like with me i'm not a i'm a a casual ufc guy so when i go to watch a ufc fight if i know somebody there i might ask them some questions but i'm not going to be acting like i know what's going on when this guy does some crazy move to get some guy in a leg lock i'm not going to act like i know what that leg lock is i'm just going to be all (laughs) i'm going to be all by the move and i'm going to enjoy it you do the same thing when you're watching a boxing match all right (laughs) (laughs) you don't have to act like you know what's going on so that's my number two my pet peeve the guy, and there's always a guy. Anytime there's a always. woman who asks me questions, she knows her stuff usually. <laughs> but the, the guy who wants to fake the funk always doesn't know anything. It's no, the worst. <laughs> and when, when you mentioned that boxing too, because I, I go back and, um, you know, I, you know, we're both big boxing fans and everything. Yeah. And I would be, you know, at a bar or we're all watching a fight, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, whoever, whoever it may be, you know, throws the right hand and you hear thwap. And like, oh, we hit him real hard. I'm like, no, that was the glove. He blocked it. You need to watch a little bit more closely what's going on yeah. over here. He did not knock his head off. It was a block. So it's yeah. just, it, I'm with you, man. And a lot of people just really don't get it. So well done. Bad sports bar fan, not knowing your shit, you know, study before you get to the bar. That's all I can tell yes. you. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my biggest, pa- oh, I hate it so much. <laughs> that's a good one. All right, Nick, you're number one. Oh, my number one. You know, so I do solicit the show. One, I'm comfortable with it. I don't mind. But two, you know why? It's no, it's kind of a natural thing. Because when a guy finds out, oh, you have a podcast, a sports podcast, you talk about football. Wait, you know football? No, you don't. (laughs) What do you mean? And I'm like, oh, here's the show. You should tune in and listen to it. Like, so that's my way of, you know. And believe me, I've sent it to people and they're like, oh, shit. Like, oh, like you actually do know what you're talking about. I'm like, (laughs) see, okay, exactly. You wouldn't be here if you didn't. Yeah, I don't think you guys would want to keep rolling with somebody. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be long gone by now, but you know what you're talking about. Yeah. All right. So my number one is slowness. Anything that is slow and inefficient, a line, the traffic, like I like, like Wi-Fi at work is slow. Anything that is slow. Yeah. Like golf, a slow sport. And that is because I have zero patience and that is my own problem. I know and <laughs> the pandemic has like forced me to have patience because we couldn't do anything. And I just, yeah, right. you know, what was I going to do? Thankfully we started the podcast. Thank God. Um, <laughs> but I, I have no patience. So I work on it, but anything slow. I mean, I just, 
I don't know. You guys ever have to go to like the DMV or motor vehicle and oh, just like God, in a doctor's Lord. office and they're trying to get your insurance. It's just so freaking yep. slow. I cannot stand it. Slow cashiers, slow anything. I hate it. I hate it so much. We don't need slowness. We need to clean up the inefficiency. It drives me crazy. And not only that, it's always these slow places and the people are miserable that work there. Miserable receptionists at the doctors, miserable people at the DMV. Like it's just yeah. horrible horrible so anything slow i hate it no I, i'm with you you know like turtles and sloths you know you know they're, they're slow too we don't like them either no but for real no i'm with you 100 on the slope i i i can't stand it like let's speed things up let's get it going let's be efficient over here and yeah coming from new york to me from new york to florida it's it's a whole it's like the rabbit and the tortoise that's exactly what's going on <laughs> And that, it really, really is. Like everything up there is boom, 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 boom. Everything down here is boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> Just slow, yes. man. I mean, forget it. Even making a doctor's appointment can take you a day and a half. It's it's ridiculous. It's it's a big adjustment. For me, it was the opposite. Coming from Louisiana where people take their time doing everything, then going up and moving to these different places where people are like, got to go, got to go, got to go. So I think there has to be a good balance where – Everything's not rushed because sometimes you go to a place like that. And you're like, why are you rushing this right now? Like, it's, it's, I'm, I sat down at the restaurant. Like, it's cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, don't, <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. I like, yeah. That. yeah. Like, it's, Let me it's finish okay. my like, game before you clear my plate. Ass, I don't know. They do that here. Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, you know, as soon as you're ready, take your time. Right. I'm like, yo, right. we can, like, we'll go on vacation or like, yeah, go to Florida or something. Please. And they're like, oh, yeah, come by when actually you're flagging people down. Hey, can I get my bill? I've been here for like hours. Yeah. Right. Like, what happened yeah. in New York? What are you doing? Like, yep. Yep, yeah, it's all it's all about turnover. Get them in, get them out, get more money. That's what's yeah, all about. Exactly. So you have to find that good balance of being punctual and being fast, but also knowing when, like, okay, you're at a restaurant, sitting down, having a conversation. They're not trying to be rushed right now. There you go. Yeah. I'm with that. Yep. I'm with you all the way. 100 percent Uh, my number one, I'm sure you all can relate to this. I'm sure everybody out there can relate to it, unless you are one. And that would be a liar or a hypocrite. I don't like you at all. Please don't lie. Don't lie about how much money you make. All right. Don't lie about the girl that you were with last week. Like, don't don't lie. Because then, number one, you got to cover all your freaking tracks, which is really annoying. All right. And you're telling people shit that they believe and may look at you, you know, in a certain way. And all of a sudden, that's not who you really are. You know, like, just stop lying and don't be a hypocrite. Like, I don't know, just an example. Like, let's say somebody does uh, this is a bad example somebody does drugs or whatever and this other person saying, well you shouldn't do drugs but, but, but oh in the meantime they're doing every drug under the sun some crap like that you know just in general hypocrites who something at work like oh you know you should get your done your work done you know the way that i get mine done but you don't get your work done what are you talking about you know so why should i listen to you so it's being a hypocrite when you do something and you tell somebody else that you can't do the same thing but overall lying just please don't lie to me don't lie to girls if you have to. Go ahead and do that if you're a teenager, you know. But just just don't lie. There's Whoa, no why you got to lie to us? What's when you're 13, it's okay. <laughs> when you're 13, it's okay. Yeah, you when, you don't have any, when you're in high school, you have no game. You got you to gotta tell the lie about dating a girl at a different school. Yes, of course. <laughs> that's Your a, girlfriend in Niagara Falls, right? Yeah, that's definitely a go-to right there. Hey, why well, don't see you with no girls? Hey, my girl goes to a different school. <laughs> you got to tell that one. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you. Like the faking like you have something you don't like. We're all going through it, man. It's okay. Like 
be just be straight up with us and we'll be straight up with you. Like I, I definitely Please. feel that for sure. Please. And like and another thing, like, you know, if you say you're going to be look, things happen in life. I understand that. But if you're going to commit to something, be there. And, yeah. you know, a lot of times people will be lying on the other side saying, yeah, I'll be there when it, they have no intention of being there or doing whatever you're talking about to begin with. And I, I know that stuff and I've seen it. So, yeah, it bothers me. Liars. Um, that's my number one. Without a no, doubt. That's, straight that's up. A, like, a no, great number one. Yeah, I don't want to come to whatever you want me to come to. Right, that's right. And I've done that before. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry, but I don't want to go. I'm not going to lie to you and come there and pretend to have a good time or some crap like that. So that's it. No, that's a very good number one. So for my number one to close it out, you guys have heard me talk about this before. I do not do cold weather. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely hate cold weather with a passion. Uh, you guys know my story about going to boot camp in illinois like an hour north of chicago after growing up in louisiana going there for two months in the cold sometimes the weather would get down to negative 12. after that experience i was totally done with cold weather which i thought <laughs> until i had family moved to chicago where i had to go and visit them during the cold but outside of that i'm not trying to go to cold weather if i come to visit Nikki in New Jersey. I'm coming during the summertime. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing it during the wintertime. Can't yeah. do it. So cold weather is my number one. I just don't understand it. I'd much rather deal with the hot because I can go inside, go in the AC and be good. If I have to go outside, it's hot. Cool. But I get right back in my car. Cold weather, cannot do it. My number one hate thing in the world is cold weather. Awful. <laughs> Awful. Nikki knows as well as I do scraping the ice off your freaking windshield, uh, warming up your car for 20 minutes, 20 minutes and you're still freezing when you get in. So, I know. Oh God, it's so yes, bad. I experienced scraping snow and frozen ice off my car for the first time uh, a few months ago. We went to visit our sister-in-law in Chicago and a rental. We oh. had to go outside and scrape all the snow off and, and all this stuff. And, it, no oh, fun. and then I almost slipped on black ice. Like yeah. I, I, got, oh. I got very that's, lucky and caught myself. <laughs> but that's worse. Because yes. it didn't look like anything. I'm like, okay, I jumped over like some right. snow and landed right on this black ice and like did this whole number. <laughs> and, and somehow kept my balance without falling. And then after that traumatic experience, I had to go and scrape the snow off of my car in the ice. Oh, it was the worst. <laughs> I, was, I can see that. I'm doing all this thing over here trying to keep it. <laughs> it, was, so nice. uh, it was the scariest three seconds of my life. I was, I was just going like this, trying to stay. And I was like, oh, I can't do it. <laughs> that is absolutely fantastic. That is great. That oh, happened that to fun. me last year. Did I tell you guys that? Or you probably didn't know. I don't know. It happened to me and my husband. Um, my mom probably remembers. We just had this like random like weather, like ice storm come or whatever. I didn't think much of it. We were going to pick up dinner. Looks like nothing. We have like what? 10 stairs up my front door. Bloop! He falls right down. <laughs> it's like every stair. I stupidly am like, oh shit. Oh, I don't know why I went after him, but I did. And I fall all the way down, like <laughs> all the way up and had to leave for Miami like three days later. And I was oh, like, you got to be kidding me. You oh, man. Be kidding me. Like, there it, goes the bikini. <laughs> no, I still wore it, but I, <laughs> I was like, you know, people are, I try to cover up a little bit. So a couple of days, mm. you know, later I go get a massage, right? And the therapist is like, well, do you have any injuries I should know about? I'm like, oh, you're going to see them. And like, I just, I <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible. 
horrible, but funny because my niece and nephew were there and they were like, you guys just look like, like cartoons, like bloop, bloop, that's, one after the other, just falling that's right great. there. Uh, that is there's, so a, great. there's a funny video that went viral a few weeks ago, a whole family. It was like the two adults, two kids, all of them <laughs> fell down these stairs. <laughs> <laughs> like they all did that same yeah. number going on all the stairs and like the the husband got the worst though because the husband he like tried to like skip a step that he thought everybody else was falling off when, oh, he, skipped shit. That, when he skipped that step he did like a split going down the rest of the steps because he's still <laughs> slippery so it was hilarious but yeah i couldn't imagine that like i, I did my cold time and i'm not trying to do it again <laughs> yeah, I got to tell you, my mother, her favorite thing in the world, as long as they don't get hurt, is people falling. She will watch bloopers <laughs> of people falling all day long, all day long. Anytime I've ever tripped or anything, forget it, she'll laugh for, for like a day. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> she, she loves it. it. If, if people don't get hurt, it is still one of the Oh, it's things. great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll laugh my ass off. You kidding me? It's the first. Are you okay? It's, oh, uh, man, it's hilarious, man. Great now, player, player right there. Excellent yeah. stuff. Of course, the brainchild of Nikki, things that we hate. I love it. <laughs> Great job. Great job. All right. Well, while we still have a little time left in the show, let's bring back a goodie but an oldie, an oldie but a goodie, a dinner fight club. What do you think about that one, huh? Let's do it. And I got a little wrinkle with a couple of mine. We got oh, dinner. I'm glad you have two because I forgot to do this. So. Oh, oh, good. Then <laughs> you guys can take mine. Dinner Fight Club, and then on some, I have one that stays home. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. Eliminate them all together. together. Yeah, I like that. I think that should be from now on we should do that. Dinner Fight Maybe Club. Maybe we should do it. Yeah. Stay, right? stay home. All right. All right. Let's see who's staying home over here. You guys ready? Yes, sir. All right. We got, uh, Nikki, you go first if you want. We got Jay-Z, Kanye, Fiddy, and Eminem. Oh my god! <laughs> Unified club and one's got to stay home. Wait, was that the halftime show? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think I'm gonna keep Kanye home. I feel like that's just like too much, right? Like I, yeah, okay. I don't blame you. Yeah, I'll probably I'll take Eminem in a fight. Right, Eight Mile probably fuck you up a little bit. No, Fifty's mm -hmm. got to go to the club, and then who does that leave? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll go to dinner with Jay Z. I'm going to have to agree with everything you said right there. I'm definitely leaving Kanye home. Yes. I thought about the fight part, but, I mean, Fiddy's got in the club. I mean, that's his song. So it's like I would rather have him in a fight backing me up than Eminem. But Eminem can throw it down. He's not scared. And, yeah, Jay-Z, I'm going to pick his brain, you know, during the business uh, power dinner meeting. Day. So I'm all about that. Yeah. Yeah, I see no problem with you guys' choices. Just the only thing I would change, I'm taking 50 in a fight. Yeah. Got I, you know, I used to be a Golden Gloves boxer. So I would I would take him in a fight uh, for the club. Uh, I guess I would have to take. I'm gonna have Eminem stay home. I'm gonna take Kanye just to experience this, just to experience oh what oh it would be. See what happens. <laughs> yeah, I gotta see what happens. Like when I have Kanye in the club, is he gonna come with that stupid mask on yeah. that he had on oh, his yeah. yeah. Like he literally could only see through the holes. Like what do you? Yeah. How are you watching the game? With that stupid thing on your face. <laughs> like, how can Antonio Brown sit next to him and be like, I'd be like, yo, <laughs> what are you what are you doing? Uh, and then of course Jay-Z for the dinner, like you said, pick his brain, especially try to have him pick up our podcast. If he's you know launched, hey man, you should launch a podcast network and you should start with ours. <laughs> go from, yeah, go from there. Hey Maz asking D, have you watched him in power? 
Yeah, so I did watch the original Power. I haven't watched the spinoffs yet. All I'm right. way behind on the spinoffs, but I did watch the original Power. He's really he's a really good actor too, and he's done a great job with that series as far as producing all those shows and stuff like that. Like Fifty's also a really good businessman as well. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah, very yeah. underrated. People think he's a big muscular dude that he doesn't know what he's talking. About. Yeah, he knows what he's yeah. doing. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. All right, um, Dee, you got one. Yes, so for my dinner fight club, did the sun just come into your room? What the hell? Yeah, thank, yeah, thank my wife for turning the light on. We had the, <laughs> the blinds open earlier, but then it turned nighttime. And I did I couldn't get up and turn the light on. Thank you, Miss <laughs> Adams. Thank you. <laughs> so for my dinner fight club, I went with the young quarterbacks. So from uh, it was inspired by Jason's article. Oh. So for the dinner fight club, you got Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert. Or you have Baker Mayfield for Dinner Fight Club. Mm. Nikki, you want to go first? Mm. So it's no, Baker you don't. Mayfield, Justin Herbert, and who else? Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Uh, gosh, that's tough. Who do I want to take to the club, right? And actually, who the hell's backing me up in a fight? <laughs> I feel like Justin Herbert would be good to have in a fight. I do. All right. I think I'll take him in a fight. Okay. I will take Baker to the club and we can do like a one arm shoulder move, something like, I don't know. He might be fun in the club. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. I literally don't know. So let's go to dinner and get to know each other. <laughs> nah, that's good. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm stuck between Lawrence and Herbert, but I would take Mayfield in a fight. He's a feisty dude. All right. I, I would definitely take him in a fight, even though Herbert and Lawrence are bigger guys. I think that Baker is just one of those dudes that's not going to back down. So I'll take him in a fight. Um, I don't particularly want to have dinner with either one of these long hair bags. But if I had to pick one, it'd probably be Trevor Lawrence um, because he's I don't know, he's like so polished and has had, he's very he's an interesting character and kind of like, you know, silver spoon, you know. So I, at least he'll pick up the tab. I know that. And, uh, you know, Herbert. He's a good-looking cat. I'll go to the club with him. I'll be his wingman. I'll, I'll do that. As long as he doesn't let his coach cut his hair again. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be good with Justin Herbert. Uh, so, for me, I'm going to take Baker Mayfield to the club. He's shown some dance moves in the past, so I think he'll be a good time. I've seen him shotgun a beer, so I think he'll oh, be a good time. Go. <laughs> yeah, he'll be a good time in the club. Uh, for a fight, Justin Herbert's a little more stockier than Lawrence. So yeah. I'll take Justin Herbert just on the size. And like you say, we don't know much about Trevor Lawrence. So I'm going to go ahead and take him to dinner. From what I hear, he's a religious guy. So I'll maybe pick his brain on that and see where he is on that and, you know, get to know him a little better. All right. All right. Maybe I'll get Jesus to pay for the dinner. That'd be a beautiful thing. <laughs> oh, boy. Izzy, then I got to switch my dinner date because I'm not oh. doing that all dinner. No. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, hopefully he's not a guy who pushes religions on you. That, yeah. Don't You're right. That can definitely be my fifth thing that I hate for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't try to save me. I'm going to be okay. It's all good. <laughs> oh, man. Nikki, did you have one? Or I'm no, sorry. You didn't I forgot. Okay. Uh, yeah, let me do one. Subbing in for me. I'm subbing in for you. All right. I can go one of two ways. I can go quarterbacks also, and we're going to leave one home. Or if you guys are familiar enough with the original Ghostbusters, the four of them. Uh, let's go quarterbacks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. We'll do that because the rest of them I had are just three. So, okay, let's do quarterbacks. Um, names that we know. Some even – one of the guys isn't even – actually, two aren't playing anymore. I write this down. Write them down. Brady. Brady, Peyton Manning, not Eli, Brady, Peyton Manning, 
Aaron Rodgers, which Nikki will definitely leave home, and Patrick Mahomes. Oh, you take it, D. Let Nikki think about what you know t- terrible things she's going to do to Aaron Rodgers, torturing him at home. <laughs> so my question is, Mahomes, is his little brother and fiance coming? Yeah. <laughs> if, <laughs> if so, I'm leaving him home if they're coming. If he's by himself, <laughs> cool. But um, as far as so dinner fight club home. Ooh, this is a mm-hmm. tough one. So for dinner, I'm gonna do Peyton Manning. I feel like he'd be a good dinner, good time, right. good conversation. Uh for the club, Patrick Mahomes is the youngest. So I'm gonna take him to the club with me. Uh and in a fight, uh, I guess mm-hmm. I'll take uh Brady and Rogers. That's a tough choice for a fight. <laughs> uh I'm gonna go Brady because Brady's a little more feisty. So I'm going to go Tom Brady in a fight, and I'm leaving Rodgers at home. I'm not trying to hear about his conspiracy theories <laughs> and all that stuff. So, yeah, I'm going to go dinner, Peyton Manning, club, Patrick Mahomes, and then for the fight, Tom Brady, and leave right. Rodgers at home. Like, hey, yeah, Nikki, we went two hours uh, talking about uh, number 12 from Green Bay, so I know that's got to make you a little bit happy. Yes, it does, because I'm leaving him home. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's staying home. Not at your house, at somebody else's house. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Shalene Woodley, like whatever girlfriend, the Shukamandra, <laughs> like whatever the hell he's doing. He can go back. That's fine. Um, uh, I'm taking Brady to dinner because we know my philosophy. Uh, you know, of course, you go there of course. And, you know, just good. Say no more, know. say no more. So no. I'm, I'm telling your husband to beat up Brady at the dinner. That's what I'm <laughs> he hates Brady. He hates him for more reasons other than that. But it just so happens. I told you guys everyone's got their celebrity list. He's been my number one for a very long time. So <laughs> we're going to go to this dinner. Uh, then I'm going to, I'm going to take Peyton in a fight. I don't know. I just feel like he will mess somebody up. I really, really if do. If he headbutts him, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, and I feel like Mahomes in the club. Yeah. Oh, the headbutt. No question about it, man. Dude's got a six head. Forget about a four or five head. Yeah, there you go. Oh my god, that's great. All right. Um, what would I do real quick? Um Peyton is very entertaining. Um, I would like to sit down and have dinner with him. Um, Tom Brady. I don't want to call him old because he's only a couple of years older than I am, but I'm probably going to leave him at home at this point. Let him just be with his family. Rogers, I'll take in a fight because I'm not. I don't even care if he gets fucked up. It's all good with me. <laughs> <laughs> and Patrick Mahomes in the club for sure because he's he's a cool dude, man. He's cool. He could be a little corny sometimes, but I like Patrick Mahomes. He's cool and he's somebody that I would definitely want to be friends with. He's a, he's a cool dude. So I would go there. I would go there. Um, let's see. I don't know. D, did you have another one? No, no, I only have one. All right. All right. Yeah, I pretty much, uh, yeah, that pretty much runs me out because we're not going to do the Ghostbusters and I was going to do like the three bears or the chipmunks, but that's all stupid shit. So we're not going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Paul, thank you. I appreciate it. Wishing us and thanking us for a great show and podcast and appreciate that, man. Um, Oh, Baker all day. He likes Baker. Okay. But uh, hey. Man, two hours, five minutes, felt like only just five minutes went by. Teron Davenport coming on early to start off the show, kicked it off perfectly. That was great. NFL scat and combine, all the action is going to start tomorrow. Yeah, I think it's quarterbacks, receivers go tomorrow, then running backs, offensive line. Then they get to the defense over the weekend. So, yeah, we'll see. Maybe we'll even try to get him back on sometime, uh, talk about it more. Draft coming up, all, all sorts of great stuff. And, guys, don't forget March Madness Bracket. 
Get on to thirdandthreepodcast.com. It's right there. Log in, sign up, and be a chance. Have a chance, I should say, to win the prize, which I'm not telling you what it is yet. But get involved, be in the group, all right? So we already, say we already got people talking trash. Yeah, yeah. I, know. I, know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, we got people coming out. It's gonna be very exciting. As long as there's no taunting, we'll be all right. We'll be okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Nikki, tell them what's up, girl. What's up? You guys can find me on Twitter at Nikki Nick9384. Directly after this show, I will live tweet Real Housewives of Orange County. Uh, What's going on? Uh, Oh, let's give an update on Eva real quick. She had her first dance competition, as you guys know. That's the fundraiser for my niece. It was last week. She got gold for her routine. Super proud of her. Uh, She's got like four numbers next week in Atlantic City. So we're going to put that fundraiser up on the website again. Five dollars, ten dollars if you guys can. It all helps towards the big national dance championship in Hershey Park in July. So mm. that's that. And of course, go to third and three podcast.com for the bracket, your Reebok um, discount and your beer drop discount too. So no doubt. All good stuff coming up. That's the boss right there. Nikki Nick. She tells it like it is. And if you don't like it, then you best get the hell out the way. Right. D? <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> I'm glad she's on my team. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, you can find me on all social media platforms at The Real Deal, W-D-A. That's The Real Deal, W as in whiskey, D as in delta, A as in alpha. That's on all social media platforms. Follow me on Twitter. You get a lot of basketball, some random football stuff here and there now, but it's mostly basketball and boxing these days. Uh, you get my random thoughts on TV shows. We're watching Bel Air and uh, we finish Euphoria. Uh, me and my wife binge watch uh, Love is Blind last night. On hey, Netflix. how was Euphoria real quick before you go on? How was that? Is that worth watching? Yes, Euphoria is a great yeah. show. Um, okay. It's one where it's <laughs> you definitely get the vibe of it's a show about somebody on drugs from the show. Like it's <laughs> oh. sometimes it can be kind of all over the place, but it's a great show. And it's a uh, for some people, they think it's bad for kids to watch. But I actually think it's good because it shows you why not to do this. Like it's, it definitely shows you why not to do these heavy duty drugs and gotcha. the storylines are absolutely nuts, but it's not for children for, at all, but it's, it shows you now why I not see to why they call it euphoria. Now I get it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. exactly. For sure. Um, but it's, it's a really good show. I definitely recommend it. It's, I think it's taking that place now of where uh, game of Thrones was, where you have the Sunday night parties. Mm-hmm. I think Euphoria is going to be in that part now where people are going to tune in on Sunday nights and live tweet and all that stuff. When the next season comes out, it's really I might watch show. the first episode after the show. You just you just sold yeah. me, bro. Yeah, no, nah, it's really good. Hopefully, one day they'll pay me for these promos. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> you get paid, but, uh, and, won't pay me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, Bel Air is another one. Like it's a drama spin on the original Fresh Prince of Bel Air. At first, I was very hesitant. You guys know how much I love the original Fresh Prince of Bel Air, my favorite yeah. show of all time. So when they said a remake, I was like, oh, come on, you can't remake this, but They've done it in a way where it's totally different. They have a different spin on each character from the original, and it's more of a drama. And it's a, it's a realistic, modern approach to the story. And I think it's really hmm. good. It's really, really right. good. And uh, Love is Blind, it's trash reality TV right up Nikki's alley. <laughs> 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 so if you watch it, uh, you and my wife could talk about it. 
<laughs> but it's it gets it draws you in because now I'm like, oh, after I do this, we're probably gonna watch it. So it's, <laughs> it's definitely a good one. So I'll be tweeting about the TV shows, but mostly boxing and basketball from this point forward until you know, of course the draft comes. And my podcast is called The Real Deal with Damian Adams. I'm doing a series now where I'm getting somebody who covers each division to talk about that division and review it. So this week I had LA brought us on to talk about the AFC North. Nice. Uh, last week I had Mike Patton on talking about the AFC South. So I'm going to be doing that each and every week along with boxing and basketball episodes as well. So please tune in and get that good content in your life. It brings your blood pressure down, brings your cholesterol down. It's good for your calorie count. So get that good content in your life. It, it's all good for you. I love it, D. I love when you do that at the end, man. It's perfect, perfect. I absolutely love it. Great. Oh, my my people over here, I love you guys. Third and three podcasts, my home. I'm at Sports Profit One on Twitter. That's where I do most of my action. I am not a reality TV guy unless it comes to sports, so I can't get with Nikki and Damien on that level <laughs> and, and their spouses and everything, but I'll try a little bit. But um, I watched a couple of movies uh, recently, uh, Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds. I mean, that was okay. I don't know if you guys saw that or not. Um, the Ten Rings with Shang-Chi, the new Marvel uh, character. So I'm trying to catch uh, a couple of movies. The Protégé with Samuel Jackson. That was pretty good. Yeah, it was. I, I was surprised. It was actually yeah. pretty good. Yeah, so you got to give movies a chance. You know, sometimes it's like, ah, i never seen that before, but give it a shot. So I've been trying to catch up on some movies that people have said are good lately, but I'm down with this euphoria right now. i got to check it out. Yeah, now the football is on. It's just basketball for the most part, and now i got to find some stuff to watch on TV. That's what I'll be doing. Thank God I got you guys for that. But, hey, Wednesdays is where it's at. We'll be back a week from today. More football, boxing, basketball, what, everything's going to be out there. Who knows what's going to happen? More quarterback talk, more stuff from the combine, everything. Third and three, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern, every Wednesday. Be here. Make sure you are getting on the show we appreciate you. We love you. And we're always here for you. So we are out for now, guys. This Wednesday night is over, but enjoy the rest of the